This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. listening to the Voices of Wrestling podcast with your hosts, Joe Lanza. X out, go listen to some boring podcast where they're afraid of their own shadow. Okay? Don't listen to Joe Lanza. Because Joe Lanza's not changing. And Rich Crage. Give me a name. Like Who delivers <laughs> this guy in a big spot? Joe, don't yell at me. Like in, the, in the big spot. Who delivers better than this guy? Just stop yelling at me. I agree. And we are live here on the Voice of the Wrestling flagship podcast. I'm Rich Creech alongside, as always, the king of banter, Mr. Joe Lanza. Joe, what's happening? You know, I am the king of banter. You can go with one of the other nicknames anytime you I like. I like that. Well, that's that's the one I like the most. It's the only one you remember. It's the only one I remember. Yeah, the other ones are, I, I don't remember the exact cadence of them or the exact uh, terminology, and, and, and many of them are lewd, and I am, I'm not a lewd man, Joe. I'm Mr. Tug and- the Collar, Rich Creech. I don't want to, you know... The Kento Kobashi of sex just seems weird. So, to start out the show, at least. The to say about another man. Which... Mo- most of them are lewd, aren't they? I don't think any As of them. As heard on I... BBC Radio is not lewd. That's true. Yeah. I, that, I, which ones are lewd? Okay, you <laughs> it might just be the Kento Kobashi of sex. What are, go over them all again. I, I will write them down right now. I'm not actually going to do that, but go ahead. You can argue Kento Kobashi of sex is lewd, but uh, I don't think... The most compelling voice in wrestling media <laughs> is lewd, or a reasoned and well-explained man, as I was on the uh, Thursday TV reviews today, $5 tier, with uh, the definitive best take on the Hangman Page situation, which you and I will talk about on this show as well. That is just tremendous audio, though. Everybody should subscribe and listen to that. because How do I do so? I, I do that at patreon.com slash voices wrestling. Is that correct? That's right. Okay, That's good. exactly where you do it. Um Leader of the hardcore wrestling intelligentsia. Nothing lewd about that. Internationally acclaimed broadcast journalist, as heard on BBC Radio. All true. I still don't understand how that happened, but that's all right. Yeah, I, I, the best part is, so they, I don't know if somebody was playing this up or it was actually legit, but when we were doing our, our, our 10th anniversary thing uh, a couple weeks ago, a few people in the mentions were like, oh, yeah, I heard about you guys. I was listening to BBC Radio. And I'm like, are you just like puffing up Joe's ego or did you really hear Joe on BBC Radio? And that's how you found out about this show. No, of course. That was a tremendous appearance. <laughs> how did that happen? I don't even remember. Because, listen. So when Hulk you, Hogan said the N-word. And, and yeah. then... when you Listen, when, when you need the best wrestling journalist in the world to break down a story, the BBC knows who to call. And they called me. Yeah, TMZ so, man didn't get the call. Joe Lanza no. got the call. Dave Meltzer, none of these jabrones. <laughs> they called Joe Lanza. <laughs> but how did they get your number? Like, how did that, that's, oh, I... Put me over after the appearance and everything. They were just... You know, flabbergasted at how great I was. Asked me to come back. They couldn't meet my rate, and that was that. And then you that's know? the last so, appearance you've done on the BBC Radio, yeah. Well, well listen, I you know I don't work for free, so uh, you know if they want me. They know where to find me. That uh, BBC, whatever it was called, that morning show they had me on there. Um, yeah, these are not lewd nicknames. No, I guess these I guess the only one of them is lewd. So tremendous nicknames. You know, they're 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 clean. They're family friendly. You had you a know? new you had a new one recently, but I don't think you ever repeated it, and then I don't remember what it was now. So a good family man? No, no, no. It, it newer than that. That's the furthest thing from lewd. No, absolutely. 
the opposite. Um, no, there was another can, one. I, I just forget what it was. That's fine. You can mix them in. You know, you can mix them in. I would appreciate it. You know, <laughs> I will. I will. I'll take it under uh, advisement. I'm probably not going to, but but I'll. Um... I mean, King of Banter is a classic. But, um, I think it does the best. I, I think King of Banter describes you the best. That that that's why I choose to do that. You might think Kentucky Bash of Sex describes you the best. I can't. I can't attest to that. So I could bring in a witness. I mean, <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> TLB's home. She'll put me over. I'd, I'd rather. No, you don't want to hear about that. No, no, because then you know the last there was a, a few episodes ago, or maybe it was last episode. She came in. I forget what she was. Some dress, and you were distracted the whole show. You were I was trying the rest to stress. Show. Yeah, and then you just usually there's like a post show like banter session where you're like, all right, yeah, yeah. Then you're like, all right, I gotta go back. <laughs> you just left. I was like, okay, no. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Like you know, you know, she came in, and then for the next two and a two hours and forty five minutes, I could just tell that yeah, you you were just a little distracted. It's okay, and I, and I I you know I get it. It's fine, but it's a good dress, you know. It showed off the curves. You're familiar with the curves, Rich. <laughs> I probably. am familiar with the curves. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Very flattering. Yeah, uh, yeah sure. Very flattering dress. So. Um, I almost didn't do know, a show they... this week, if we're going to be honest. This, uh, this Field of Dreams thing had me a little excited. Even though now it's kind of like it's just a baseball game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, at this point. But there, it, if this wasn't a busy week, I was going to float the idea of maybe. But then, you know, a bunch of people got cut from NXT and... Everyone's freaking out about Hangman, and you know there, there's enough, and there's a huge wrestling weekend that we didn't even really know it was a huge wrestling weekend in terms of a bunch of different shows that I didn't even know were going on this weekend, but are actually happening. So it, we couldn't, we couldn't skip this week. So it's all right. Yeah. Well, you know, you could see that Rich's work ethic is called into question here. <laughs> as he was very rarely, gonna, very rarely do I actually want to skip shows these days. He like, was going to blow it off. Well, you know, when my sh- uh, show skip comes around every year, that first week of March Madness, all exactly of a sudden, right, 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 right. I, I, I have not had a, a a a definite show skip in, in quite a while, and that's you know that's you know, there was in the early days I'd be like ah, NBA draft, ah, NBA finals, yeah. <laughs> like you know ah, we'll do it another day. But now that we're on a pretty you know schedule, a pretty regimented schedule here, I, I feel bad. Offers blowing a week off, but uh, I, I did uh, did kind of play it for the Field of Dreams game. But now that I'm like a few minutes in it, it's like you know a third inning or whatever, and it's just a it's just a baseball game now. So, right, you've seen the corn. Yeah, yeah, like somebody, multiple right. people have hit home runs into the corn now, including Aaron right. Judge who just pimped one to right field. But uh, so now just having it on in the background. Yeah, now now it's, it's fine. Like I'm just like, oh, you know what? That would have been stupid to skip the show for this because now it's just the yeah. game. Yeah, it's just the game. Yeah. You got a feel for it, and now you're like, yeah, right, yeah. I'm glad it started because I originally thought it was going to start at seven, and I thought we'd be like head to head with it, and like, yeah. But no, nah, it's been an hour in. I've I've seen all I need to see. So, well, you know, I'm got very exciting news over here. I'm, I'm getting my TVs installed the beginning of next week. So yeah. So have you have you talked I, about that on audio yet? Your uh, your TV setup. I don't know. I don't think you have. But Go I'm ahead, getting... if not. So this is this—it's pretty ambitious setup, and I and I appreciate it and I enjoy it, and I, I support it fully. So, well, the world famous den is getting an upgrade—the one that gets stand and paste in that one. That's the den. Mm-hmm. That's the one. Listen, I only have one den, Rich. I'm not that much of a baller. <laughs> okay, I don't have. You have multiple rooms dens. that you don't go in, though. So I, I thought maybe you had not anymore. Dens, so. I mean, I, they're all filled with children now. Um, I had a lot of empty rooms. I had a lot of well, that's third hour talk. What I would do with some of those rooms, but um, no, the world famous den's getting the upgrade. Yeah, I got the. Uh, I'm getting a uh, 70 inch installed, and then three 43 inches installed 
So I'll have the full, you know, like sports bar experience right there in the den. And that'll work out perfect for March Madness because then I could have all four games on at the same time, which is the whole idea behind this thing. So Sunday NFL, March Madness, random Tuesday nights for baseball, Saturday afternoon college football. That's I don't exciting. even like college football, That's but exciting, I'm gonna, yeah. there's no reason not to fire them up anyway, right? So you uh, get a score yeah. ticker too. You, you go full, go full out, you know? Four games at once. It's going to be tremendous at all times in this house. So wor- how's the remote going to uh, work? Uh, that, that, that's a little worrisome for me. No, it'll be all worked out. Okay. See, trying you, to change you, the channel on one and it flips the other one. Like I, I'd, I'd be a little worried about that. No, it won't be. I got direct TV coming down here Monday to set up the 4k receivers. So I need the four 4k receivers in that room. And then a 4k receiver downstairs. Yeah, Patreon must be doing well then. Jesus Christ. Yeah, listen, you know, God, those Thursday team reviews. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to do a little audit here. You talk about me cooking the books. Hold on a minute. <laughs> Hold on a minute. Four 4K receivers. I got direct TV coming down. Uh, you know, yeah, when we're done with the show, Joe, uh, can I, can you forward me some documents if you get a chance? So here's the thing, though. I think I get like, access to those. <laughs> I get those anyway. So yeah. you have access to all those numbers, right, right? Like, this is not a conversation you want to have because I have access to none of the numbers on your side, but you have access to That's all true. of the That's true. Let's, let's definitely change the subject immediately. So Yeah. Um, but here's the thing. Like, I don't spend any money otherwise. Like, you're jaunting off to Iceland and going but on I don't spend any money other than that. That's that's what I always try to tell you. you yeah. So you buy lavish – you buy four TVs with four 4K receivers. I don't do anything ever except for go to places. That's what I tell you. Right. We'll see – my wife is always telling me, like, because I never spend a dime. Like, I just, I never leave the house. I never spend any money. And, um, you know, but every, like, you know, once every six months, I'll be like, ah, I really wish I had four TVs in the same room so I could watch all these games. And finally, she just pushed me to it. She's like, look, you never spend money. Just do it. Just, just, you have the money. You never spend money. Just get the fucking TVs. So you can blame her for this. She pushed me to this. But, uh, yeah. Oh, don't so, blame. Uh, I, I, I find it, I can't wait. I can't wait to see what it looks like. Yeah, no, it's gonna be tremendous. You know, I can't right just in time for the NFL, so uh, so it'll be perfect for that. And uh, yeah, so I you know I got the guy coming down. Of course, I got a guy doing everything. I'm not doing any of it. My brothers are killing me because they're telling me you can't mount the TVs yourself. And I'm like, no, of course not. Well, th- this is one here? where you're, you've already spent you know X amount to get all these TVs and all this sort of stuff. Yeah. You may as well have an expert come in and just make sure. Absolutely. Like what's the, 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 what, whatever the next the remaining overhead is on it. You've already spent X amount. You know what I mean? Like, there's no point in not just having the guy that knows what he's doing, does it perfectly, mounts it perfectly, wires it up perfectly. Why not? Get the expert out there, for sure. For an extra, he's doing it for 500 bucks. Four TVs. He's going to put the wires inside the fucking wall. You think I have any shot at accomplishing that task? I can't even hang <laughs> putting on a hole, Putting a hole in a wall seems like a tough task for you, so. Yeah, so he's going to hide all the wires. He's, uh... You know, uh, TLB wants a fucking, you know, she wants to get uh, the whole sound system going with it. So for when she watches movies up there, this guy's going to do all that shit for 500 bucks. It's like, like you're saying, you've already dumped thousands into it. What's the difference at this point? You might as well have someone come in here and do it right. So, uh, so anyway, that, uh, that jabroni will be down here. DirecTV will be here Monday. That guy will be here on Wednesday. Yeah, so like early next week, I'll have the whole thing set up. So cannot wait. Yeah, share some pictures. It'll be interesting to see. Uh, the, I, I can imagine the, the wrestling setup will be incredible. You'll have two AW on one, Big Japan <laughs> Strong Tournament on the other. Listen, you know. You, you, you could. Can, you could. I mean, on a, on a good. Uh, you, you throw know, the fire sticks on every one of them. Yeah, right. Throw, 
they're only 30 bucks, so there's no reason not to. So you throw fire sticks on every one of them, and you can even get like a, like a WrestleMania weekend. It'll be perfect. Absolutely, you know? yeah, yeah. Everything going at once. And then, of course, if I'm using it for WrestleMania weekend, I can find a way to make it all a tax write-off. Get into it! <laughs> so there's that aspect, too. You know, it's, uh, you know, don't think I haven't thought about that. You know, as long as I do one NFL intelligentsia, you know, this could all be uh, maneuvered according to my accountant into, uh, you know, uh, certain categories. So uh, we'll you be doing that it as for well. work. There's just so much to cover for work. Absolutely. So, yeah. I have to watch it. Yeah, that's right. I have to watch all the. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. But the remotes, getting back to this, I've got to figure it out. I'm, the cabinet I'm getting to house all of the receivers and whatnot, uh, they'll be behind doors. So, all right, if I need to change TV number three, you just open up that door and Got change. It. Okay. And okay. Then, the other, then the other receivers are blocked, you see. But I'm also going to talk to the direct TV guy. I'm thinking maybe he can program each remote to only work on the receiver it's intended to work on. So, look, there's a lot to get into. The, the bottom line here is it's all going to be worked out. You'll, you'll figure it out. You'll figure it out. Yeah, I'll figure it out. It's going to be tremendous. Okay, the feet are going to be up. This is perfect for a man who doesn't leave the house. I mean, it just, uh, I've been dreaming yeah, about you this didn't, my you, whole you life. You didn't leave the house already. <laughs> like, you're never leaving the house. Ever. No, co- yeah, and plus COVID's a perfect excuse. You don't know how many times I've said to TLB, oh, no, no we can't. I'd love COVID. to do it, but, COVID. you know, COVID. Yeah, <laughs> look COVID. around, you know, motion yeah. to the outside. Look at it. You know? Your father's birthday? Oh, with this COVID? The Delta. It. Now I got the Delta now. Yeah, I'm not going there. <laughs> yeah, just Delta variant, you know, I'm getting up there. You know, I'm not a spring chicken. Nah, forget it. You know, so, you know, um, <laughs> you know, plus she's, she, uh, She's got some like third cousin or something who's like a young guy. He's like forty one or something, and and you know he's not like a fatso or anything. He's just like a normal forty one year old guy, and he's like about to die. So I mean, you know yeah, that too. Yeah, like, listen, it can happen to anyone. You yeah. know now I now I'm like, listen, say you know your third cousin, fucking <laughs> Arnold or whatever his name is. You're, you're like, something else. You know, else. <laughs> you can have, see as you can see, it could happen to anyone. You know, I I know I'm fit as an ox and strong as a bull, but you never know. You catch this thing and. You know, let me tell you, ever since I went to the doctor and got that clean bill of health, I've been strutting around the house. just <laughs> Puffy chested. Just oh, you. yeah. Uh, you know, anytime, like, she's like, you sure you want to eat that? I'm like, listen, I'm fit as an ox. The doctor said so. I pull up the, because you know, all these doctors have the app now. You have the app on the phone. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I pull my phone right out. I'm like, look, you want to read these reports? You know, it says I have a very stout neck, everything. You know, I a read it all. stout neck? No, hold on. Let me read the exact thing. Is here. that a, is something is, about my neck? Okay. Here's the. Uh, this isn't a HIPAA violation because Joe is actually explaining it, so it's fine. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's see. He is disclosing uh, his own medical information. There's a kid screaming out there. What's going on? Um, let's see if I could find it. Now this is gonna be bad audio because I'm not gonna find it fast enough. Um, what they said about my neck. Let me see if I can pull that up. Uh, but yeah, I strut around this house with these doctor reports now with this tremendous uh the blood pressure, everything's like perfect right where it should be. Don't don't think for one second I don't uh talk shit about that. Let's see if uh, I get this neck comment here. <laughs> I'm just curious about why why would that come up? Like um it says uh here we go. Well developed, well nourished white male in <laughs> in no apparent distress. Do they know what you actually eat though? You're not says, a well you are not a well nourished man. It says right. listen, the doctors know. It, here's a, I'm reading it to you verbatim. Ready? Okay, fine. Yeah. General description. Well developed, well nourished <laughs> white <well-developed>. male <laughs> in no apparent distress, non toxic and pleasant. Okay, they definitely go. don't know you at all. 
Listen, this is non toxic and pleasant is not how I would describe Joe Lanza. That's, that's what the point. doctor. Listen, the, listen. This man is a licensed physician, so I think I I'm gonna take his uh, board certified know, board certified doctor. Here, yeah. yeah, this should be one of my new nicknames: well developed and well nourished <laughs> white male. I, I might go with that one. That's actually not bad. You know, that um, might replace that night replace. What so was what was it? Well developed, well nourished white male. Well-developed, well-nourished white male in no apparent distress, non-toxic and pleasant was my description <laughs> okay, here. All right, that's not bad. By the doctor. Now, um, I'm going to skip all like the reason I was at the doctor. No reason for all that. Yeah, no, no. I'm not that open. Uh, let's see if I can find that thing about the neck. is just hilarious, and I've been I've been strutting around talking <laughs> for weeks. Stout neck? Because it's, it's, it's not stout, so I want to get it right because it was uh, – it says, uh, let's see. Oh, it might have been this. Vi- All right, hold on. <laughs> Tremendous audio, by the way. With the neck. Here's the follow-up visit was the was the neck comment, I think. Uh, of course, the app is working uh, at a snail's pace here as I'm trying to pull this up. <laughs> the bottom line here is I am just, uh, okay, here we go. Let's see. No history of STDs. Amazing. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. Amazing. Can that, is that on it? I mean, um, that, that can't be true either. But that's, that's true. Right. I mean, I would get. Oh, well, congratulations. That's good. Checked frequently. Um, for obvious reasons. Uh, let's see. Dude, 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 dude. <laughs> You've never been more Mike Francesa than right now. <laughs> As you scroll your phone. Four. Oh, My gastrointestinal is, is excellent. Good, uh, good, good. Cardiovascular. They said just tremendous, a man 10 years <laughs> tremendous. younger. Yeah. What's the last time you like ran or biked or done any? How many, how many times have I told you that I, that I am in top peak physical condition? <laughs> now I have the proof. I have the proof. What's the last time you went outside and did a, uh, a cardiovascular activity? I don't know, but this man told me I had the cardiovascular condition. <laughs> don't even mow your lawn. No, I do not. Doesn't it make you sick how healthy I yes, am? Yes, it's annoying. It's annoying, isn't it? How how healthy I am. Um, man, what a letdown! I can't find this. Oh next comment. man, well, I'm gonna keep looking though. Uh, yeah, feel free to chime in at any point when when you do find it. And this blood pressure was perfect, man. I just love. I got a big smile on my face just reading all this again. I do have like pretty um, good blood pressure usually, which is always shocking to everybody that knows me because they're like, "There's no way." And I'm like, "Yeah, look." So. Yeah. 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 Dermatology, dermatology came back. You know, no, no, no. Hey, you got, you got really the up and down here. You got everything. Listen, you got to get looked at. You got to get looked at. Um, you know, you, you can't, you can't fuck around with that. I'm a man who's terrified of death. You know this. Oh, here it is. Neck. My neck is described as supple. How about that? <laughs> supple. <laughs> I've been marching around this house telling TLB, oh yeah, yeah. Look yeah at a supple, supple neck. neck. You know? Don't get on my case. Yeah, it says neck supple. <laughs> neck no, supple. <laughs> no theromegaly or hematinopathy. Yes, I think so, you nailed both of those pronunciations. The supple Perfect. part is all that really matters there. <laughs> right. It says respiratory, non-labored breathing, no chest excursion. You know, you, you, you see some of these chumps, they're like, they can't go up a flight of steps. That's it sounds you. like they're dying. You know? <laughs> I think you said Not that. Not me. Read the, read the reports. <laughs> I think you said that multiple times that you've had that happen. Cardiovascular went over that. Yeah. Uh, the Supple. abdomen, uh, non-tender, non-distended, <laughs> tender, no abdominal masses or hemoplastomology. 
uh, no costro vertebral angle tenderness. Yeah, yeah, the yeah, abdomen, yeah. my abdomen is in phenomenal condition. I mean, there's just no issues here. It really was. Those I'll crunches, those crunches are really um, paying off. That's good. Good for you. Yeah, and then the whole roll-up is just said, you know, unremarkable exam. This man is in top peak physical condition. Exact words of the report here. Uh, I may have added that part. But, uh, yeah, it says unremarkable exam, and, uh, you know, everything's looking great. So I know that makes you sick to your stomach. It really does. Yeah, I was really hoping this doctor was like, all right, you're drinking too much soda. You need to do something. Have you ever considered leaving the house or doing some sort of cardio activity? Or right, but no, know, none of that. Nothing. No, it's like this. Do exactly what you're doing, Joe. It's perfect. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's just yeah. You're a man in that with the health of a man ten to fifteen years plus <laughs> his age is what this says, and and I do nothing but drink. You you can all the burials for the Coke Z's, all of it. The Joe eats. How do you eat that stuff? Listen, you're as you can see. I'm doing all the right things here. Yeah, this I, 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 this reminds me of my uh, my my dad had a a doctor's uh, appointment recently, and my mom's trying to get him to like you know exercise more and eat better and all that sort of stuff. So so she takes him to the doctor, thinking the doctor's just gonna bury his ass. You know what I mean? Be like, Rich, you gotta start walking. You gotta start doing this. You gotta start. And it's exactly like he, we walked in. He goes, Rich, everything looks phenomenal. And she's just like, Fucking Christ! Yeah, because like, now he's just yeah. like perfect. He put feet up. I ain't moving. I'm not doing shit. Like. Yep. Uh, if I don't want to change what I'm doing right now because the doctor said I'm in phenomenal shape, and it's just like, oh, man. like yeah. she was just hoping the doctor was gonna go, all right, Rich. I need to tell you this. Like, you have to change your habits. You have to change your life. You need to be more active. You need to eat better. It's just like you. Now you're just like everything that I'm doing is perfect. I'm a perfect specimen right now. So, um, yeah. So I don't want to hear any of this from any of you. You know. <laughs> It's very clear. Now, this is this is like a victory lap for the Coke Z input because uh, clearly it's not too much. There's no negative. Yeah, effects I'm here. really I'm shocked by that. Did you did you disclose that at all? The amount of uh... why would I talk about that? I feel great. So why would it even come up? You're speechless. You hate <laughs> this. Flabbergasted. You wanted me to. I not am my mom. Yeah, so I am my mom who just wanted you to get the worst doctor's appointment ever. Yeah, as you like, Rich, to be I, I'm gonna start mowing my lawn. I got a bike. I'm just gonna. You know, I'm really gonna start. Right. <laughs> you know, doing that. nothing. Yeah, you're good. Yeah, your you sedentary to... lifestyle is is phenomenal. So. Exactly. Right. Supple neck. <laughs> Supple neck, and your what was the abdomen? It was something a perfect. Ab- it wasn't perfect abdomen. Oh, it was I closed like, the app. It yeah, it was some abdomen, stupid you know. description for your abdomen. Yeah, a phenomenal <laughs> abdomen. Like, right. My abdomen is phenomenal. Yeah. I try to tell you, you don't listen. I've been telling you for years, you know? This what living clean does. Form. Yeah. Yeah. See, as long as you live clean, you don't have to do all that. You don't have to go out there and mow your lawn. You don't need to do it, you know? That is so, true. You do have the advantage over most people. You, you do live a very clean life, so. Yeah, so there, that's a big leg up. All joking aside, you know? So. Uh, Which is going to prevent want- you from doing the Mountain Dew uh, alcoholic drinks, but I can fill in if need be. Those, those I can fill in if that's. Yeah, yeah. It'll be discussed. It'll be discussed. I think I'm going to do those uh, Jack in the Box taco, those new uh, mini tacos from Jack in the Box. Yeah, so we don't have Jack in the Box here, and I'm, I'm kind of jealous. I wish we did because, um, yeah. yeah, you got all the good stuff in Texas. You got Jack in the Box. You got just a little bit of everything there, which I, I am a little jealous of. Jack in the Box has a wide variety. I, I mean, uh, Texas, yeah, they have a wide variety. You got a little chains. bit of everything. Oh, yeah, you got just about every yeah. every one of the, the major Fast food chains is is, is is there. It's a melting pot of terrible food. So that's you know what it is. It because when oh I Jack in the Box has egg rolls. Oh gross. Oh they, no, they're so oh. gross and they're 
Listen, I went to their so website cool. to see where the nearest Jack in the Box is, and it says, get a free jumbo egg roll. They should pay us for this. In the yeah. app using the promo code JumboRoll2021. And this looks horrific. Holy yeah, it's, shit. It's it is horrific. It's also so great. Like, <laughs> have you ever had Jack in the Box tacos? Yes. Like they're regular yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, they're horrific. Oh, they're, they're so bad, but they're also really good. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, this thing is like the it's just it's hard to describe because they're clearly gross. They're vile. They're vile. But, but they're also good. <laughs> but they're also, yeah. Yeah. You know, it's like this terrible taco shell, which is like it way too It cracks immediately. It's like stale. Yeah. It's not good. Yeah. Like half the taco shell is way too hard, and the other half is just a mushy mess. Like there's this dichotomy <laughs> these going These tiny on. tacos look fucking awesome, though. These spicy, are you talking about these spicy tiny tacos? The spicy tiny yeah. tacos and the loaded spicy Oh, tiny the tacos. loaded. Let's go. Hell yeah. So Those look fantastic. That'll be the next Joe Eats, I think. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. But uh, but when I lived in New Jersey, see, this is why you don't have – I'm going to tell you why you don't have a lot of different chains in your area. I, I know the answer to this, okay, from being in the restaurant business. The more uh, uh, urban you are – so when I lived in New Jersey, that area of the country, it's very hard for new chains to break through because people are unaccepting of new things and less – apt to try new things and we also have a lot of smaller food stores you know what i mean like we have like there's like mom and pops there's like 45 hot dog euro like yes places some places around me like just so yeah it's there's no need to get shitty food from jack in the box when i could just go get something from you know whatever tony steamers is the one i mean and and, you know poor boys right around the corner like you know what i mean like just around my corner like literally within two blocks is like five or six different places to get hot dogs so it's it's yeah yeah, that's why it's been hard for chains to break through in in more um, um, population heavy areas. It's always been that way, so that's the answer to that. Um, yeah, so I wasn't planning on running down my health situation. There you go. Well, now you get another. You get you, now you bragged even more people uh, about your uh, tremendous health. So yeah, uh, good for you. Well, I guess the segue I would say someone that you think is in tremendous shape right now is one Hangman Adam Page. Because uh, let's get into the wrestling topics here. Assumption, obviously, that many people had that Page and Omega was going to happen uh, at All Out happening in, in a few weeks, but that is no longer the plan. And Hangman will not be at All Out. Uh, we also got this uh, report from PW Insider that uh, reported a, l- a little bit earlier today that uh, quote the reason Hangman Page was not on last night's Dynamite was because the plan was always for him to take time off due to the upcoming birth of his first child. So uh, we're equipped with that knowledge and, and, and what you recently did on the. Uh, uh, Thursday tea reviews. What, what you know? Again, you know, you don't have to obviously say everything that you said on Thursday tea reviews because I'm sure it was a. I did not listen yet, but I've I've heard from many people that it was a very, very all, an all time great uh, Lanza rant. But if you can uh, maybe bite size it here, uh, Page and Omega not happening at all out. Uh, is this okay in your mind? Are you okay with this? Hangman is fine. I you know I don't know why anybody's concerned about this. Um, I'll ask you, I mean, do you get the sense that fans are losing faith in Hangman Page or Hangman Page's story? Because I do not at all get that sense. Um, I would say right now, no. I think there's there's two different things going on. I think there is obviously disappointment that Page and Omega is not happening at all out to, to a lot of, especially people that I know that are attending the show live that were under the assumption that that was going to be the big moment was, was Page was going to beat Omega for the title at all out. Like under that assumption, you know, buying tickets thinking, Hey, that's the build. That's what's going to happen. 
I, I could definitely sense a disappointment there. And I, I'll admit that I'm a little disappointed as well because I always kind of figured that that was going to be something on that show as well, that that was going to be the highlight of the show uh, was going to be Paige and Omega. And obviously there's other things that are now going to probably take place and all out that, that are going to probably be just as important or, or even more important. But, you know, it, it, it is I, – I definitely get that sense that people are maybe disappointed that match is not going to happen. But I also don't think that that's like the end of Hangman and they've Tyler blacked him and it's just it's never going to work. And when they do put the pe- the title on page, it's just going to people are just going to boo and, and, and or not react at all. Like, yeah, I don't think it's we're, we're at that level yet. Now, talk to me in, in three months or four months. And if we're still like, hey, it's coming. Hey, it's coming. Then maybe I, I, I think that there's definitely I think they're getting pretty close to that date. But I don't think they're there yet. And I, I don't think it's like imminent. I don't think it's in like two weeks or three weeks or whatever. But I, I wouldn't fuck around too much. I don't think I would fuck around another half a year or whatever with it. The whole essence of this guy's story arc and character is that he gets close and then the rug gets pulled out from underneath him. And then he blames himself for the failures and lacks and goes right back to square one with his self confidence. That's the whole story. So to me, this happening to him again with the 10-man tag, it just fits the story. But th- the thing about it is, and I talked about this a little bit behind the paywall, is one of the things I love in pro wrestling is a tortured babyface. I love that kind of story. Um, I love when a babyface is constantly struggling to get there and 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 they torture the fans and and really make you salivate for it before finally giving in to you. I love that kind of story, and that's what this is. Um, it's weird, though, because I don't really – Hangman doesn't really connect with me, even though I like the basis of the story. And this really is a classic pro wrestling story um, to tell with a baby face. But I don't really connect with the Hangman character. I don't feel like I relate to him. I don't feel like I have any kind of emotional connection to Hangman. But I understand why people do. And that's why I see what they're doing here. And I don't feel like they're in any danger of running this too long and missing the peak. I think when Hangman comes back, whenever that is, it's going to blow the roof off of whatever building he's in. And I think when he eventually does get the match with Omega and win, it's going to be the biggest moment in company history. And I'm I'm pretretty confident in that. I mean, I, I don't I don't feel like they're playing with fire at all. And here's the thing. As you said at the top, it doesn't really matter in this instance. It's a moot point because he was never going to be booked for this show to begin with, and he wasn't booked for this show. So Right, which I, we'll get into it a little bit, but that kind of changes my perception of it because my initial thought was, and it, it kind of plays on something that you've always talked about, is that you know tickets for All Out sold immediately. Sold out quickly, and 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 you know there was no doubt that 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 the, the entire building was going to be full, and everybody was going to be there except for the ten thousand scalpers, obviously that are all buying the tickets, and their names are all Tony Khan or whatever. But like other than those people, you know everybody that bought a ticket is going to be there. That my my initial thing was ah was it one of these things that you always talk about where hey if you buy tickets blind, the bookers and the promoters can kind of say oh all right well yeah we were going to do this but we're not going to do this anymore we'll pull it back and we'll do it another time. We'll do you know we'll try to sell it on another pay per view. We'll 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 kick it down the you know kick the can down the curb and, and and do it again and do it you know like so I I didn't mind like that was my initial thought is okay are they just changing this because all out sold and now they're bringing in Danielson and now they're bringing in Punk and, and so they don't necessarily need this match and 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 yada 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 all sort of stuff knowing now that it was plan that they knew was happening that this was always going to be the case with him taking time off it doesn't feel as nefarious as it would 
if they just said, hey, this is our plan, but hey, tickets sold really well, so screw that, we'll do it in, you know, full gear. We'll do it in St. Louis or whatever instead. Like, that, or, that would or, rub me the wrong or, way a little bit. Or we have these shiny new toys now that we didn't know we were right, going to Right, right. Both of those but seem that's... like, yeah, it seems like, okay, we were going to, we had the story ready to go, but ah, screw it, we're not going to do it. We'll just, you know, we'll just do it another day. If they if they truly knew that this was happening, like the report says, and they knew that Hangman was going to take time off, that leads me to believe, and I have the trust in AEW right now, that they still have the story arc planned out, that they have an idea of what they're going to do, because it's totally different. If you're trying to peek towards a certain moment, and then you get cold feet for whatever reason, whether, like you said, you have new toys, or hey, fuck it, we sold the tickets anyway, then you're kind of building on, you know, okay, well now what do we do for the next three months? Uh, let, you know, it, it kind of feels haphazard, it feels kind of thrown together. That doesn't, now it doesn't feel like that's the case anymore for me. So now I don't, I'm not as personally kind of questioning it as much, if that makes sense. I don't, I, like, I'm disappointed again, like I said, because I wanted to see that match, but I still have faith that they're going to, in the end, pay it off, and it's going to matter when it pays off. Like I said, though, I think that they're they're not playing with fire just yet, but but it's it's maybe getting a little hot. A little hot. See, yeah, that's where we're going to disagree. I think there's an emotional connection with this guy and the AEW fan base where I don't even sense that we're even approaching that point where there's any danger whatsoever. I know someone in the chat room brought up Lex Luger, and the example we always bring up is Tyler Black. And we've seen other examples too, where you wait too long on something and it and it and it dies out. But I would say in both of those cases, again, I don't think those fan bases had the same emotional. No, God, Lex Luger was like two months. <laughs> you know what I mean? And like, oh no, they did kind of fuck with Luger with the. Well, I'm the saying like they, they the build up to the build up to SummerSlam was like a month, two months, or whatever. No, I, oh, I okay. Yes. And then he won, quote-unquote. He won by count-out. It was just dorky because he was like, yeah, I won. And it's like, nah, you really didn't. And then... I meant Crockett. I meant Crockett. Yeah, oh, the NWO won. That's that's probably a comparable. That's more aligned with this. The the WWF won. He just didn't get over. Right. They forced him. They said, hey, this is our new Hogan. And everybody said, eh. And they said, well, he won. And they said, well, he didn't really win. He won by count-out. And they said, oh, well, he'll win at WrestleMania. And then they decided by WrestleMania, wait a minute, no. (laughs) Like, why are we doing this? Yeah, so that, yeah. that isn't the same scenario in my mind. Right. But in Crockett, it happened for sure. No, no, no. The but, Crockett one is, is, is definitely a, an apt comparison. And, and, you know, they may have missed the boat on him. Um, you know, I'd have to go back and revisit all that stuff to see specifically. But the, the bottom line is I, I, I still don't think those fans had the same emotional connection to him as these AEW fans have with Hangman or the investment in his story. Lex Luger was just a really cool looking guy who got hot at, who got hot for a period. It's different than Hangman. Hangman, these fans are invested with this story deeply. And again, the other difference between Hangman and some of these other examples are these tough losses where he's getting the rug pulled out from under him. That's like the essence of the story to begin with. That wasn't the the essence of Lex Luger's story wasn't he was a close but no cigar guy. It was more, you know, with with Hangman, that's his whole deal because with each of these progressive losses that he goes through, losing to Jericho, uh, you know, being number one contender and then losing, getting upset by Brian Cage, now the 10-man tag. All of these things are adding to his um to his uh his, his lack of self-confidence, which is the essence of his story. It's not even about Hangman winning the title. In reality, it's about Hangman overcoming his lack of self-confidence. That's really what the story is. And winning the title is going to be the tool to achieve that. But that's going to be Hangman coming full circle and 
And uh, overcoming all of this is going to be when he wins that title and proves to himself that he can be a winner. That's what this story is. So I think things like losing this 10-man tag when it looks like he has a clear path to the title is part of the good storytelling that they're doing here. And keep in mind, as I said, I'm not even all that in. I am I am neutral on Hangman. I'm not even all that into it. So maybe I'm just able to see it with more of a clear head and because I, it doesn't upset me. But I think they want it to upset you that he's getting the rug pulled out from underneath him again. The torture leads to the pleasure in this case. You know, that that's the whole they're turning the screws on you so it'll be even sweeter when he finally does it. Mm-hmm. In all honesty, I feel like this would have been too soon to do it at all out. I, I really do. I don't feel like it would have been bad to do it now or damaging or anything like that. It would have went it would have came off great. But I do get the sense that it's a little too soon. I think there's more story here to tell. And I think people need to just, you know, uh, you know, like I talked about in the TV reviews, take a deep breath and just enjoy the ride on this one. He's fine. Right. And, I, and, and what they've done is, and, and not to interrupt, but I think they've done a good job of, of giving you some different parts of the story right now. Because now the, the cool part of the story moving forward is going to be whether or not, you know, the, the, the Dark Order gets back on his good side or whether he trusts them again or wants them to get involved. And, and so you're going to be building up to that moment where he finally goes, you know what? Yeah, guys, you know, thank you for everything. You, you, you were right. You know, I, I am great. I, you know, that sort of stuff. And that's going to be the first moment of, of him getting the confidence again to say, yeah, you know what? I am, I am Hangman Page. I am pretty awesome. And the Dark Order, you know, and that's going to be fun to try to see them sort of fight to, you know, he needs, I, right now I want, I want my space. I want my space. But there's going to come a time where he's going to want the Dark Order to help him again. And, and, and that will be a pretty cool moment and that'll be a, a, a fun uh, moment where, where he embraces them again and sort of takes it and then like you said then okay you've you've now not wasted is not the correct term but you've used up you know a couple you know weeks or whatever or, or a month or two of that story then of him kind of him in the dark order trying to figure out where they are and whatnot and then it's like okay I put that beside me I'm done, and now it's I'm back on focus I'm back with the elite I'm back to Kenny and I'm back to the title and I think that's that's going to be a super important part of it and you know Andrew Rich brings this up in the chat room as well and I think this is a, a very important distinction and something that I have liked about the story so far and I hope they keep this up is that Hangman's not losing title matches He's not going there against Kenny Omega and then losing, because that that I think does a a wor- that to me like you said the rug getting pulled out from under you I think is good if you're almost there, and then you you can't get to that moment you you know you can't face that guy you can't get that big title match you can't get that big title shot I like that story a lot more than guy who gets title shots and then loses and gets a title shot and loses and gets a title shot and wins by count out and gets a title shot and loses like cuz that's what happened with Tyler Black and that's what happened you know with Naito with somebody who uh, a lot of people brought up as well is that was what made that story maybe to some people feel less that he had that moment he had that that moment where you were like ah here comes the triumph he's going to do it and then he didn't do it and and that's where some people will lose confidence in a story and lose confidence in a guy Hangman hasn't been there yet, so I don't mind that st- part of the story where he hasn't quite gotten to that. He hasn't quite gotten to Kenny. He hasn't quite gotten the elite, and that gives you a little bit more intrigue of okay, what's going to happen when he finally gets his hand on those guys? When he finally is in the right frame of mind? When he's finally got his confidence? What's going to happen then? And and then it's up to them to to understand it's the right time to do it and, and have him win that match. But yeah, I, I I think that's an important distinction. There's definitely times where it's important to strike while the iron is hot. I don't feel like this is one of those cases. I feel like this is a long-term story that they have. If they've proven anything in their short existence, it's that they really put a lot of thought into these long-term stories. And um, I'm sure they have this one plotted out. 
to peak at a certain point. And yeah, you're going to have to adjust at times if certain things aren't working. But I think this one's working perfectly. I don't see any reason to rush into this one. Um, he's got a lot of unresolved things in this story to take care of, some of which you just spoke about before he, he gets all the way with it. And I don't understand what what's the rush. I mean, it, it, enjoy the story here. Um, you know, we've seen stories like this before, and 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 while in some cases with some acts it's important to strike while the iron's hot, uh, maybe Luger was an instance of that. Uh, I think in other cases, the other extreme is I think there's some situations where the baby face should never win. I thought Tommy Dreamer should have never beaten Raven ever in his life. You know, and, and you know, by the time he did, it was kind of like it really didn't matter anymore anyway. But um, that should have been one where the baby face never, ever achieved what he was setting out to achieve. And it would have been OK. Tommy Dreamer should have been a tortured soul his entire career. Like his character should have been a tortured soul his entire – to this day, he should still be chasing that. It should still haunt him that he was never able to beat Raven. You know, so I even think there's instances where the baby face shouldn't win um and and there's a lot of good comps for what hang for what they're doing with hangman here i think naito people tried to compare him to naito in a negative sense and i'm like what the fuck was negative about the naito story it drew a gazillion dollars it was booked perfectly at the end of the day i thought we were long past pretending that naito wasn't booked well weren't we done with that all of a sudden you know it's uh Think about if Naito would have beaten Okada the first time at the Dome, everything that New Japan would have missed out on financial-wise. I mean, they drew literally millions of dollars with that Okada uh, epic title run. We would have never got the Okada-Omega series of matches, which are the defining feud of this generation. And then the payoff for Naito would have been uh, the great payoff that we got with him in the Double Dome, being the first man to be the double champion. And drawing 70,000 fans, by the way, you would have thrown that down. You would have flushed that down the toilet, too. Everything with Naito worked out perfectly. You know why? Because Gato's a Hall of Fame booker and he knew what he was doing, and you were all wrong. And Gato was right. And that was proven at the end of the day. And what was I saying all along during the Naito story? Naito is fine. Right. Those people were never going to lose faith in Tetsuya Naito. Yeah, they were going to get frustrated when he came up short in a G1 or he lost another big match, but the torture was setting you up for the pleasure. And it all ended up working out in the end. He not only beat Okada, they drew 70,000 fans across two dome shows when he beat Okada. And he achieved something that Okada can never achieve, being the first double champion. It all worked out in the end. And think about how, how, how much New Japan and the fans would have missed out on if Gato would have listened to all the dopey fans who thought Naito should have won the first time. It would have been a mistake, a huge mistake in hindsight. It all worked out perfectly. Naito was fine, and Hangman Page is fine. So I have some uh, I have some bad news to uh, to let you know about Joe. Uh, this came just from uh, Chris Hero uh, on Twitter at the Chris Hero, obviously. Uh, he says, "I'm shocked and heartbroken to tell you that our friend uh, Jamail, otherwise known as Real Hero, passed away this past weekend." You have to be kidding me. I'm ki- I cannot believe. Yeah, I was in shock. I was like, "What? No way! What? There's no way." Yeah, nah, that sucks. So yeah, I just put a little I, I put a little post up there on on, on Twitter, but um, yeah, I mean this website, this podcast. I mean, th- there's I can't even tell you how much he helped this show and this website be what it is. You know what I mean? Of of giving us access 
to Japanese wrestling for for all those years, even even back in the days when it was so impossible to find this stuff. And he working him and and, and obviously Her, uh, Eric, uh, real or Eric, uh, just helping all of us access all that wrestling for years and years and years and years. Um, that sucks. He I I don't know his age. I know he wasn't. No, he's young. He wasn't man. seventy. You know what I mean? He wasn't. Yeah, this is uh, he's he's young. So I don't know. I can't even. I, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm. I know. I didn't want to do it, but I just figured we it's probably better just to say it now. At least we'll give we we'll give him this moment here on this because. He definitely de- deserves it. Known, uh, you know. Man, sorry, I, I I hate to interrupt the show with that, but it sucks. Yeah, we always always good interactions with him as well. Um, yeah, I, if we didn't thank him enough for his work when when he was alive, I I, I feel bad. I feel like I should have thanked him more. You know, for obviously everything that he did no, for it, us. So. It's, oh man, it's. Yeah, between this and Zonka, it's been a fucking it's a lot of good people. You know, I was just uh I was just thinking about sending him a message the other day because you know, because every now and then I'd like to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean just tireless, thankless work over the years. And you know, there's there's probably people listening to this who don't even realize that they owe this person for for all of the Japanese wrestling that they've had access to over the last decade. I mean, it, it it's just a tireless, thankless job. And for what? For nothing. Never asked for anything. Never asked for. We money. offered. We offered. I remember never, multiple times. Never tried to. Monetize. I said, Jamil, what do you need? like? Let me send you something. He goes, No, no, no. I'm good. I'm like, No, you're staying up to all nights of the day. Like you're just you don't sleep. You're just sending us big Japan links. We like go to bed, man. Like it's okay. What do you need? What do you want? Never asked for anything ever. Never attempted to monetize it. Uh, um, the other thing is, once the streaming services started rolling out. You know, he wouldn't put up stuff that could be legally attained. You know, so it's like, um, just yeah. I mean, this is just a, that's a that's a that's a shocker, man. Yeah. I mean, this is uh, this is live. This is live. I, I I'm just I'm I'm just I don't even know how to. Yeah, sorry, I didn't know if you wanted it to to no not, no, no it's fine until I mean, after the show. Or I whatever, couldn't have went but, the whole. Yeah. St- this is huge, and I couldn't have went the whole. I would have, yeah. you know, we have to address. I mean, yeah, I mean, uh, everyone listening who's watched Japanese wrestling over the last decade, I mean, you just yeah, there's a good chance. Yeah, there's a good chance you you, you watched it because of him. So yeah, I mean, and just the tireless dedication, and for for no gain, no personal gain, just selfless. And wanting to help the community and make sure people can see shit, and getting YouTube and Daily Motion accounts just fucking nuked every fucking other week, and just creating new ones. Just most people just would have thrown their hands, but this person he was tireless, tireless, and everyone owes gratitude who enjoyed watching this stuff over the years. I, I am stunned. Yeah. I just, I, I, man, I thought you were going to do a bit. No, I thought no, I, I was reading bit. it like six or seven I, times to make sure it wasn't some sort of something. And, uh, <sighs> you know, well, so, you know, I just, you can't, you can't overstate his importance to the community. You cannot do it. 
You can't do it. So, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, he's a young man. I mean, Very I don't know. Yeah. Day, he couldn't have been older than 40. He was, I, um, he had to be. Younger. No, I think he was, if I want to say he was right around my age or In younger. In his 30s, I mean. Yeah, it was early 30s. If the point here correctly. is this was not an 85-year-old. No, man. no, this isn't a man that should be dying. Yeah, Nobody should no, be dying at whatever age he here. is. For that's sure. my point here. Yeah. So, uh, fuck yeah. Yeah, that's that sucks. I would, I, I hope it. I don't know. I don't know what to say. I hope it wasn't something super. It's tragic at that age, no matter what. Um, maybe he had an illness that he didn't that he preferred not to share. I don't know. Yeah, can't say um, for sure. But uh, this is uh, this is some terrible news. Yeah, it's he graduated stuck. high school in two thousand seven. So yeah, that that makes him you know. 14 years ago so he's in his early 30s right yeah, yeah. yeah. so he'd be like 31 32 somewhere in that neighborhood mm-hmm. yeah big sports fan um yeah oh oh man well that's gonna change the tone of things yeah it sucks yeah um, so i i am talking to real eric right now he was he was trying to real hero yeah. eric sorry he was trying to he was trying to reach us he doesn't he's not on twitter anymore but yeah, he, yeah he's, he, not on twitter he's aware of it he, he knows about it and uh yeah he well they work together so yeah mm-hmm um man so how do you how do you get in touch with you facebook or something yeah he got he got me on facebook yeah he was about to call me he said because he doesn't he's not on twitter anymore yeah. he does have my yeah, number yeah, yeah. so that would have been an interesting call to say what the real hero eric is calling me right now it's yeah but uh yeah i mean you i know, probably would have i probably would have answered on a joke hey <laughs> you know what i mean like so right the hell do you want yeah <laughs> what's up yeah. Val? you know put him live on the show and then find out oh jesus right. christ yeah um and he you know i i see him at wrestlemania weekend every couple years or whatever and shoot the shit with him he was an ecw arena regular eric um and yeah he did a lot of that work it's the two of them they were the tandem you know getting all that stuff out there this is just yeah it's stunning yeah, unbelievable yeah I mean, it's just um, nobody the, the work ethic I, I if you if you don't understand the work ethic that this guy had like insane like a show would go up Insert what I mean, like literally any promotion you can think of. Think of the most, the dumbest Japanese promotion you could think of. K Dojo, okay? Let's say a K Dojo show happens eight hours later, who is in your DMs with all the links to all the matches? Yep. Is him. Yep. Even if you don't want him, like you're like, ah, I don't, I'm not going to watch this K Dojo. Like, yeah. I would kind of have that. I'd look at it and be like, man, I'm, I'm not watching this. Like, get out of here. I'm not going to watch a K Dojo show from last night at, you know, Shinjuku Face or whatever. But it's like, hey, you know what? Hey, he's got the links. He's ready to go, you know. And the I amount still, of work, and never tried to monetize never. it. Never, and and we always. I mean, there was there was one time where I think that that he had an idea, and then just said, "Ah, screw it! Now nah, I'll just give it for free. It's too much work, and I want to get in the legalities of it. Do it for the love. Do it so people can watch it. So insane, yeah. No. So there you go. That's uh, unfortunate, but I'm sure there'll be a lot of. Um, I just got a text message. Now the text messages are coming. <laughs> oh, terrible. But uh, Chris here will be in the first one, I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, that, that just tells you right there. Another guy. And, like, if you think it's just wrestling podcasters and shit that we're relying on that stuff. No. No. Everyone. I mean, if, it, if we used to laugh about how Zack Sabre Jr. and Chris Hero would do indie matches and they were doing spots, you know, from from a we were watching some big Japan main event and these guys are including it in the matches that they'd they, you know, wrestle on a Friday and a Saturday for Evolve or AEW or whatever. And you're like, you motherfuckers, like, 
you know, they're they're watching shit from him. They they got the same DMs we got. Yeah. You know, chances are if there's a Japanese match floating around out there from the last decade, it came through through this source. I mean, yeah. I, I, you know, <laughs> so yeah, man, just. So I yeah, I hate to I hate to break up the uh, the show there, but at least uh, at least we got it out there. So um, what do we do? Do we read an ad? I mean, what I'm not. De- I'm definitely not reading an ad right now. I will definitely <laughs> move on to another topic. What do before, you do? I mean, I don't know before what we read do. an ad, but uh, right. yeah, I, I and Death doesn't hit me as much as I because I know it hits you much harder because you're it hits me real hard, horrified right? by it and think about it every day. I don't as much, but this one, I, yeah, I don't know. This one got me for a little bit. I. When younger people die is when it really, you know, and I don't mean to be like crude or anything like that, but when someone's like 32, it's just like, fuck that. You know what I mean? Like, that's not fair. You reassess everything. Yeah. You're like, God damn it. That's not fair. Like, that sucks. That's like, nobody should die when they're that age. Like, nobody. No. It's just, fuck. Yeah. Awful. So that's that. Unfortunately, yeah, I think he, 31, 32, it looks like some people are saying based off, um, well, that graduation date would put it at yeah. His username it was was real hero twelve zero eight nine. So people were thinking that maybe maybe that's a birthday. Eight nine would be the birthday. Yeah, the birthday, you know, the, the birth year. So yeah, but still, wait, way too, way too young. Yeah, way too young to pass away. So that sucks. So I'm sure uh, I'm sure you'll be hearing from many different people. And uh, if you didn't know his impact and how important he was, I think over the next twenty four hours, next week, you're, you're definitely gonna know. How important he was, because yeah, just just unbelievable. Yep. Uh, anything else on uh, on Hangman I that you want to talk about? I don't know how to do this. I I don't think we jump back into the Hangman. <laughs> I'm not um, reading my bookie. All right, that's I, uh, that's not what he would have wanted. So let's. I think we got to talk Big Japan or something, right? <laughs> right. Like, we got to talk about this these is... shitty Japanese indies. All right, what have yeah. you been watching? What have you watched lately, Joe? <laughs> I wish we had that kind of topic this what, week. What kind of dirtbag? Yeah, if, if we had that topic, we'd probably strike the rest of this and just go deep into 2AW. Go deep into Kaiji Tomato or some shit like that right now. So. Yeah, I mean, if if there's if it's possible for him to still listen somewhere, wherever he is. He'd want us yeah, to talk about Shinjiro Otani yeah. wrestling in front of seven people or something. You know? Yeah, he'd want us burying Hideki Suzuki or something. <laughs> right. You know, get a kick out of that it's that that's but I, we don't have any topics like that yeah yeah he used to tr- he used you know? to troll send us a deki suzuki matches i remember that yeah. when he knew we hated him he's like hey how about this one <laughs> we're like fuck you yeah. we'd watch every single one of them because we had to and then like yeah. yeah um yeah i wish i was prepared i know i wish i was prepared so well the show must go on it does yeah yeah must. pull it together rampage debuts this friday a lot of people will have uh seen rampage by the time they listen to this rich um so do you think okay so three title matches keep in mind this is a one hour show if you think dynamite moves brisk at a brisk pace uh we've got three title matches yeah i can't imagine um so listen i have always been firmly in the camp that uh tony khan is going to do everything in his power to fight the B show perception. I really think he is. I think big, you know, they might not always be this big where you get three title matches and then you get, you know, CM Punk returning the next week. But I think that there's going to be effort put to make sure that, um, you know, it's booked with the same uh, level of uh, reverence as he does dynamite. And then you see where the chips fall. Now, as far as ratings go, 
I think that uh, the first two weeks are going to be huge, obviously, because you've got a Kenny Omega title match on this one, and you've got um, CM Punk on the next one. Those are going to be big. I think where it levels off is going to be somewhere above those weird Friday Dynamites during the NBA playoffs and somewhere um, – and obviously below what Dynamite does on Wednesday nights. I think if people's expectations are that Rampage can do the same numbers as Dynamite, you don't understand Fridays at 10 p.m. Eastern. It's just not going to happen. It it's cannot happen. Tough. It will not happen. It's, it's just a tough time to have. I, I mean – COVID time might be the, this might be one of the only times where it's not, you know, too bad, but in like a normal world, like Friday nights at nine for most people, most young, especially the demographics that AW are going after. Most of those people are not sitting at home or, or, or by themselves watching, you know, wrestling that, that night. So th- that's always a tough time slot. And that's why most, most places will try to avoid it. Like the plague. I mean, you have the NBA who obviously will, will, will has no problem going on on Friday nights and, and some other sports here and there. Uh, we'll jump on Friday nights, but but more times than not, it's it's most channels just kind of throw whatever on there, or they throw stuff on there from seven to eight. You know your TGIF era, you, you know television or whatever. But nine o'clock is a pretty late time for for that. So is that nine? Is it nine Eastern, eight Central, or 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 ten Eastern, nine Central? I honestly don't know. I I was hearing people say nine, but it's nine for us. It's ten Eastern. So ten Eastern. Okay, that's even. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty late because it was. The the um, the the Friday dynamites were ten to midnight, and that eleven to twelve hour was just killing the the average rating. Rampage won't have to fight that um, because it's only on for the hour. But the dynamite numbers dropped like a stone after eleven. People just fucking went to bed. Yeah. Okay. So they won't have to contend with that awful second hour, which is also going to help the average to some extent. You know what? While I'm talking. Make sure we're that. It yeah, yeah. Let, let me double check this because well, I'm questioning myself. But because the problem is, I'm, I have I have friends asking me, "Hey, what time do you want to go to the show uh, next week?" And I'm like, "I don't know when the show well, starts." I don't know when or, the live. Well, listen, yeah, I don't, I don't know, know when, when the live or what they're taping or what the hell. I have no idea what's going on. So yeah, that's. But but uh, but yeah, ten to eleven on Friday is going is is look. I wrote an article about this behind the paywall, but the show that generally wins that time slot on cable is real time with Bill Maher and real time with Bill Maher usually does somewhere in the teens in the demo 0. 0.14, 0. 0.15, 0. 0.16, just to give you an idea that wins the demo. So people just aren't watching TV at Friday at 10 o'clock. We already knew that. I mean, people are out, especially in the 18 to 49 demo, people are out. Okay. So it's a tricky time slot. So, you're going to see a lot of bad takes ratings when, you know, when the ratings settle in for this show uh, from people who just don't understand what Friday 10 o'clock entails. It is 10 p.m. Eastern. Correct? OK. Yeah, there we go. No, I'm asking you. Oh, it is. It is. Yeah, it is. indeed. Yeah. So, it's, it, you know, that's a really tricky. Now, now, the first two weeks, I think we'll do OK. And then I think it'll, you know inevitably fall off from there just like the first you know when any show you know the first couple weeks of dynamite yeah 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 but there's gonna be some random october you know mid-october week and when it's like you know it's probably gonna do pretty shitty because people don't want to stay up till you know 11 to watch you know wrestling show so look look turner is gonna be thrilled if this show does in the point twos in the demo because nothing naked air is gonna do that friday's 10 o'clock and it's i think it'll do that because that's what the dynamites were basically doing if they can touch point three for certain weeks, I mean, that's fucking enormous during that time slot. 
And, uh, you know, the punk show obviously is going to be the peak of what you can do with that. I, I would say whatever that number is, is going to be the peak of what you can do Friday, 10 o'clock. So we'll see. But these first two are going to be big. I mean, you know, we've got Omega versus Christian. So let's talk about Kenny Omega a little bit because he's got the Christian match for the Impact World title. Then over the weekend, he's got the AAA World title match against Andrade. Two World title matches against two AEW wrestlers in two other companies for a guy who hasn't taken a loss in a long time. You see him losing one or both of these? Um, so I was reading, I, I, I see, I'm not as in tune with a, uh, you know, triple a storylines, all that much. I, I know that Cubs fan who did a, a really great preview for us at voices of wrestling.com, uh, speculated that it might be a good time for him to drop that mega championship. Cause obviously you have Andrade there. They have some plans that they want to do, uh, in triple a, I could probably see him losing that one. And I'd say, I think the timing is getting about right for him to lose the impact one. I don't know if I do it this week though. To Christian, I, I don't know about that. I, I don't know if I love that idea because if you're going to really run that back, if you're actually going to have Christian face Omega again for the AEW title, it, it's a little too 50-50 booking. If you know, and, and that's me just kind of speculating that they're going to move forward with that. If that's the case, I don't want Christian beating him for this title and then losing, you know, that or you know, losing the AEW. It's it just I don't know. I, that's to me a little bit too 50-50. So I don't know. I well, see him losing the AAA like, title, but I don't know about Impact just yet. The thing about it is. The, the a lot of people think Christian's going to win the Impact title because they feel like Christian needs that to heat up the program. And I can see that argument because it doesn't feel like a hot match. But the thing about it is, and we didn't really get into this when we talked about Hangman, but I don't feel like the Kenny Omega-Christian match at the pay-per-view has to be a hot match. Because if you're going to have CM Punk on the show and or Brian Danielson or whatever else they have planned, because we don't even know the card yet, then this could be one of those scenarios where your world title match isn't necessarily the top drawing card on the show. So you don't need a super hot challenger if CM Punk is going to wrestle for the first time in eight years or whatever it is. Okay. So, um, but it is odd that they're doing two Kenny Omega Christian Cage matches and they don't do screw job finishes in AEW. So you're good. We're probably, you know, we're going to get a winner. They're not going to come out of the gate with like a DQ or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, it, it wouldn't make sense to beat Christian because then where's the appeal unless it's a real screwy finish and then they add a stipulation to the pay-per-view match. That's the only way I could see it. Where it's very obvious Christian is is would, would have won. Except right, no interference. You know, if you, if, you, if you interfere, you lose the AEW titles. Something like that is what you would maybe. Yeah, you'd add a whatever kind of stip you're going to add. That, or, or, you know, because it feels weird to have – Christian beat him. Yeah, I just the, the visual of like Kenny Christian eating a fucking unprettier yes. or whatever, and just getting a one, two, three, and holding a title up. Like I, you know, it's just gonna make it. I, I, I don't, I don't know that that heats it up or it makes it just kind of weird. Like, cause then the next week Kenny's just gonna fucking feature him and pin him and then beat him, and it's like, oh, all right. Like, I will say this: I don't want people to get confused. I'm not excited about a Kenny Omega Christian pay per view match, but I understand. Kenny Omega Christian paper. Right, you understand the business reasons or the the, the story yeah, reasons why that I, might yeah. happen. Yeah. I mean, we can eliminate the hangman thing because as we stated, that was never happening anyway. But I also agree with the idea of not burning off a super hot challenger here because you don't need to. You don't need to. Um you could save all your super hot challenges for later because hype, you know, because theoretically punk is gonna be your draw here. Now, if they roll out this card, because again, we don't even know the card. 
if they roll out this all-out card and Christian Kenny Omega does turn out to be the main event and the top-drawing attraction, I reserve the right to change my mind and bury that. I'm working under the assumption it's going to be like, in reality, whether it goes on last or not, second or third from the top. You understand what I'm saying, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, I, you know, it's not like I'm gung-ho about this match. I don't think anybody really is. Although I will say that the segment last night was hot. I mean, it didn't start off hot, but they won that crowd over, and that was a hot segment by the end of the night. Um, I'm still not super fired up about it, though, because I don't think anyone buys Christian as a serious threat to win. But again, that's okay if you have other bigger stuff on the show. So I really don't think – I'm not as worked up about Christian being in that match as some other people are. Where do you stand on that? <sighs> I I just haven't really liked anything that Christian's done so far in AEW. He's fine. I just – uh, he's like a super competent pro wrestler, but I cannot be – I'm never excited when he's on the television. Does that make sense? Uh, yes, of course. It's like yeah. you're like, oh, Christian, this is going to be fine. And like people being like, you know, because I'm I tweeted out that I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not too excited about watching these guys live. And people are telling me, yeah, it's going to be a great match. And I'm like, yeah, but like a great match in a vacuum is is just, you know, it's fine. You know, what I mean, a great ma- good matches are good matches. That's fine. It's all about the the interest and the build and the, the excitement and all that sort of stuff. And I'm just never excited when he comes out. And I don't know if that's a me problem. I don't know if it's a booking problem. I don't know if it's a Christian problem. I don't know what it is. It's just the, nothing he's done so far in AEW has really gotten me excited. And I guess they have a few weeks now and they have this Rampage episode and they have a few things to do to get me to that level, to get me excited. But I don't. right now it's just, I, he's fine. Like, I know it's going to be a good match. But to me, it like, yeah, it just definitely doesn't feel even like an AEW title match. It just feels like, uh, I would have no problem with that as like a TV main event. I would have no problem with it as a Rampage main event. That's no problem at all. Like, that's perfect for me. I'm just having a real tough time thinking about it as a title match on a pay-per-view, even with a, a bunch of other stuff happening on that pay-per-view that, that, that's just as big. It just it yeah. feels like too much of a throwaway to me. And that's, again, like that might be a me problem and not necessarily a, a Christian or the story problem. That's just maybe how I feel about it. The way I look at it is this. If you're in a scenario where you don't need a big-time world title match for a pay-per-view for whatever reason, you're doing a War Games or a Blood and Guts, or you're doing, or CM Punk is made, for whatever the reason is, Christian's like the perfect guy for that, though. Right? Do you see what I'm saying? Like, I oh, think absolutely. Like, yeah, yeah. Because he's going to go in there and have a, a, a solid-ish. He might have a great match. They might it have could a great, be great. match. Yeah, it'll be yeah. probably the minimum. It's going to be like a four or three-and-a-half star match. And it, could, it could go to four-and-a-half. You know what I mean? Those guys can go out there and bust their ass and, and really make it work. So, no, I, I'm with you on that. Where, like, when it's, it's one of those things where I have no excitement whatsoever for it. But when it's done, I'm probably going to say, hey, that was, a, that was a damn good match. I'm glad I watched that. Yeah, it's like I, I see other people saying, all right, well, if, if Paige was never going to work, then maybe you could put Malachi Black. Why would you burn that No, off? God, no. No, 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 no. Would I, okay, would I rather see that? The answer is unequivocally yes. Of course I'd rather see Malachi Black and Kenny Omega. But I would. there's no reason to burn that match off when you have CM Punk wrestling for the first time. Again, I reserve the right <laughs> to backpedal on this if, CM Punk is, in fact, not wrestling on the show. I'm working under the assumption he will be. So, uh, you know, no, I wouldn't burn off Malachi Black or, you know, um, you know, whoever else you can come up with, which would be a, you know, a bigger match because I don't think you need it. So you could do that shit at full gear down the line or whatever the fuck, you know, when you don't need it now. Um, but if you're someone who doesn't approach pro wrestling or follow pro wrestling's business side, I could totally see why you'd be annoyed with Christian getting this match. I get it. I get it, but I also understand why it's happening. 
and I'm not particularly super worked up about it like some other people are. That's yeah. all. But uh, but it, it, the, the, now the match on Friday to me is fascinating because I have no idea how. It, but isn't that good that you don't know what the fuck is going to oh, happen? Yeah. No, I want to watch now. Like I'm, I've already made my plans that I'm definitely watching Rampage because I just I'm very fascinated how they do it and how they get around it and 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 if they pull the trigger and just have Christian beat them if they do. Yeah, no, I, I'm definitely intrigued. Leaving this, I, I I I have no idea where they're going and yeah, that that that's all the reason to watch. So Britt in Pittsburgh against Red Velvet, and then Miro is going to murder Fuego del Sol. And if Fuego del Sol, he finally gets his – if wins, he finally gets his contract. So that'll be – you know. so do you feel like they've done enough to come out of the gate strong with the lineup that they have this Friday? Um, eh, I don't know. To me, it, like – I think it's knowing a, that they have Punk come in the next week. Right, I think next week is going to be awesome. Like next week's going to rule, and everyone's going to talk about it. And and I'm obviously going live, so I have even more of an interest in in seeing it. But uh, this week, just I don't know. It did kind of sneak up on me this week. I won't lie. Like it wasn't until you know ha- you know watching Dynamite, and they're like, oh, we're you know debuting on Friday with Rampage. I'm like, oh yeah, that's this week. Like yeah, okay. Um, I don't know. I think there'll be a, a little bit of interest, but I do think there will be. A shocking and like you said, maybe a, ba- a a lot of bad takes about the rating because I don't think it's going to be a, a huge, huge rating. Uh, I think a lot of people are probably going to be waiting until that next week, and then obviously the doors are going to be blown off uh, on the twentieth or whatever. I don't know. This one, I think it's an okay show, but I I don't know. I I, I can't say that I'm super super excited about it, but but I don't know. It, it'll be interesting to see how the how the ratings play out. The buzz seems low though. Would you Would you agree? Um. Well, they never, you know, the only match we knew about until yesterday was the Brit match. So I feel like if the Kenny Omega Christian match had been, you know, had had been set up prior to less than 24 hours ago, there might be more buzz leading into this. So I don't know if that's, but that's on them, right? I mean, if, you know. That you you can you can say that's on them. I look. I feel like the first rampage is going to do well. I feel like if you're putting a Kenny Omega world title match on a show, it's a big show. How about that? Is that a fair answer? Uh, yeah, but it is the Impact World, you know. Or, or, or well, it is. It's not. Look, it'd be obviously bigger if it was the AW. Sure. World title. Yeah. Of course. Yeah, of course. But it's a Kenny Omega world title match. Asterisk, if you want, since it's Impact, that's big, and I do think. Since you know you have Punk the following week, um, I don't want to look. I don't want to say you know you can dog it a little because I don't think they did. I think this is a pretty solid lineup. No, they, they didn't dog it. This lineup, it's a good lineup. It's just it, it, it's, it's three title matches. I mean, right, right, know. right. I mean, one of them's a squash, but there's three it's title just, matches. Everyone's here. looking towards next week, and they next yeah. week is branded. You know what I mean? It's the well, first let me ask dance. You this. If, it's UC. In a world where Punk isn't coming back, does this feel bigger? Is the reason you're kind of like looking for – is this kind of like the old NFL thing where you're looking past the Jets because you got the Patriots? Yeah, exactly. Oh, absolutely. Week. Yeah. It's like right. why, why, I don't care about this episode. Give me, the, give me the 20th. Give me there in the United Center. Give me there live. Play that cult of personality for me. Let's go. You know? Right. So it's and, like and in a it world. feels like it's that way for them. I mean, it's branded. It's at the UC. You know what I mean? The United States. I keep using the UC. Sorry, nobody knows yeah. what the UC is except for me and my friends that live in Chicago. Local but boy. yeah, right. <laughs> like the UC. Like, what the fuck are you talking about, asshole? Uh, but no, like you know what I mean. Like that. That that. I'm looking ahead to it. But you're right. Like I. I don't know. That might be a me thing as well. But I feel like I think everybody's kind of anticipating that 20th. And 
I don't know if that hurts or helps. I, I think it probably hurts this debut episode because it, it, it feels like a lesser episode. And, and like I said, what's going to have to happen is that Punk's going to happen and then you know maybe some things are going to happen on the first. And it's going to settle at some point. And then it's going to be October. And like you said, we'll see what Rampage settles at. Uh, you know, and and like you said, bad takes will be will, will will be numerous at that time as well. But I don't know. It, it'll be. It, I'm very fascinated to see. And I guess that's that's another question that that I wanted to ask to you as well is like, what is your general feel for Rampage? Is this a show that you are looking forward to in general, not just this first episode, not just the Punk one, December, December fifteenth, whatever. I'm just throwing a random date out. Like, are you like hell yeah, Rampage is on this week, or do you not know yet? Do you need to see what the show's like? I'm bullish on the idea. Like I said, that it's not going to ever. F- like feel like a B show because I think Tony Khan knows better. I think he knows the history of wrestling and, and how every fan just assumes, ah, well, like usual, it's just going to eventually turn into a B show. I think he knows as well as anyone that it's important to not let that happen. So I am bullish on the idea that it won't. And because of that, I oh, am excited. About internally. It. That's, I mean, that has been the number one quote that everybody brings up about rampage. Anytime a guy is asked about rampage, Cody, Tony, anybody, is it's not going to be a B show. It's not, it's, it's an A show. It's our second yeah, A show. It's listen. our one A. It's our, it's our, you know, one, two A, one AA, one B, whatever you want to call it. Like it's that, like it is neck and neck. It is an important show. They know it's important. TNT knows it's important. TBS wants it to be important. We think it's important. Like they, is that all, you know, is that all just kind of dressing? Is that all just kind of, you know, PR? I we'll see, I guess we'll find out pretty quickly, but it seems internally that the idea is, no, we're not going to treat this thing like it's some bullshit show that we're just putting on to put on. History is working against me, but I trust them. Yeah. I just think with the with this guy running things, he's going to make sure that this doesn't become Thunder or Main Event or Superstars, which all started off like, like this is starting off, but slowly became what they are today, which are nothing shows. Um, well, Thunder doesn't exist today, but you get the idea. It is very much a nothing show. Uh, yes, these days. Yes, Thunder. Yeah. Thunder's terrible these days. It's not good at all. But but no, to answer your question, yeah, I'm excited about it because when generally when I watch Dynamite on Wednesdays, I'm ready for more because the show has been good. So to get more two days later, and I think they'll do a good job building from Dynamite to Rampage and vice versa. Yeah, and that's the key. That's the key for any wrestling. It's something that a lot of wrestling companies have, have lost sight of, but... There, there is obviously we, we live in a content world where content is so important, but you, you definitely don't want people to ever finish your show and say, oh, I'm satisfied for rest. I'm good. You know what I mean? Like, I don't need any more. Yeah. I don't want any more. I've gotten everything I need. And, and you don't want to. And, and the key with Rampage is going to be, and this is so far, Dynamite has been able pretty much over the last three, four months has been able to just basically every single week. You don't want to skip a week of Dynamite. You know what I mean? You don't want to miss an episode of Dynamite because you don't know what the fuck's going to happen. Every week leads to it. I mean, this this week was was a so-so show that I know you know a lot of people have been kind of like, eh, it was okay, it was fine. And, and like I think it was a good show. It just wasn't you know anywhere near the level of what they've been doing over the last couple of months. But that's the key to Rampage is, is you never want to make it skippable because that's when shows fall into the trap of, eh, I'll, I'll check it out every so often. And very often you don't go back and check it out. Or very often it's on the DVR. You maybe watch it. You don't. It's Friday night. You're not going to cancel your plans. Like that's going to be important for them to make sure that it stays important and it stays relevant. And it stays appointment television. And that is going to be tough. But I do trust these guys more than a lot of the other guys that we talked about. More than 1998 WWE or WCW, and more than you know 2010 WWF with main event or Saturday Morning Slam and all that sort of stuff. I do trust them a little bit more right now. 
uh, to, to, to do that, especially in an hour format too. In our format, the way that they write their shows, I mean that it might be it might feel like it's twenty minutes when it's over. You, you know what I mean? Like they yeah. they just let wrestlers you go out there, cut a promo, match, promo, match, promo, match, promo, and it's over. You know you know what I mean? Like it's not that much time. An hour. You go back and watch like old. I'll go back and watch old Nitros and old Raws, and you just can't believe like it's only an hour. You know what I mean? It's just like you know, guy comes out, cuts a promo, match, promo, match. And you're like, oh, <laughs> that was an hour. Okay, it, it's just, yeah, it, it's a whole different animal than than a two or th- another two hour show or another three hour show would obviously be. Uh, I, I have less faith in it if it was a, another two hour show. Whereas another hour show, they they can do that. That's not that hard. And you're not asking a ton either of the viewer to add another hour. Yeah, an hour is nothing. Um, it's going to do enormous DVR numbers. Is what's going to happen because their their audience skews a little bit younger. Um, oh, it's going to be Saturday. It, it'll probably be Saturday morning viewing for me for sure. Like I, I'll check it out on Fridays when I can, but I think a lot of times it's going to be a Saturday morning show for me. Yeah. So uh, we'll see how that does moving forward. That's AEW, and then um, as we listen, you know, I talked about this bond to paywall too. They are really, it's really going to ramp up for that company starting now until the pay per view because you got the debut of rampage you've got the dynamite next week in houston with the young bucks title match and mjf versus chris jericho then you've got the rampage with cm punk then you've got the punk follow-up and boom we're into all out so this is going to be a real hot period for AEW right now over the next couple of weeks so yeah they've been they're uh, too successful they're victims of their own success now because now it's uh it's a real big boy time. You got two shows a week. You got big pay-per-views to do. You're selling out buildings. You're back touring. Like, And then the Grand Slam gimmick after that. All the attention will shift to that. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. Fuck. forgot that's even coming. Yeah. So, yeah. So, you know, and then that's right around the corner. And, you know, um, I forget who made this point. Maybe someone in our Discord. But they were right. At times, it feels like, you know, I understand they have pay-per-views in this company, but you know, like something like Grand Slam almost feels as big or bigger than the pay-per-views, especially with the new revenue models and everything. I mean, you're in a 20,000 seat building in New York City, um, you know, so that's going to feel like a pay-per-view when that show happens. And that's important to do. And that, that's something that I think early Nitros did a very good job of doing. There was Nitros when they were in the Georgia Dome or whatever, like the famous Hulk Hogan Goldberg match or whatever. I mean, yeah. that show felt way bigger than any pay-per-view that they had done that entire year. And and I think I, I don't think that's a negative. Some people see that as a negative because they become so used to the you know uh, the, the 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 normal structure of you know a bunch of shows happen and then at the end of the month there's a pay per view like and and that sort of stuff. And AEW's been able to kind of not do that and obviously change it, the game a little bit and stick with quarterly and, and and do it you know pretty successfully. And the key to that, if you're going to do the quarterly pay per views, is that you have TV specials that feel important and feel fun and feel interesting. And so far they've done that. And yeah, I, I think that the first dance is going to feel that way. You know, in a sold-out giant building with you know CM Punk, the the, the Arthur Ashe show was obviously going to feel super important. They do the beach shows, they do the boat shows, they do that sort of stuff. It's so important because it, it 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 adds freshness to the weekly TV as well. It doesn't feel like weekly TV again. Like I said, the skippable stuff you cannot skip those shows. Like you have to watch those shows because they they feel important in their weekly catalog, and that that that's important to continue to go a, 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 as well to make it. Like you said, not necessarily a pay-per-view, but but feel as important as a pay-per-view and not just feel like, oh, it's another TV show. Like, you don't want to get into that trap. And, and, and so far they have it, and I hope they continue doing it. I think that's, it's, it's really – it's an underrated thing that they've done so far, but they've done it very, very well. 
Well, they can. I mean, the TV is more important now. Yeah. So you have more incentive even to make sure that that doesn't happen. But uh, we talked about Omega. So you got Christian on Friday, and he's got Andrade this weekend. Triple Mania uh, 29. Let's go over that quickly since we're already talking about it. Andrade has a chance to really redeem himself. He's lost a lot of stock in people's eyes. Um, he has a chance to really redeem himself here because he's got this match against Kenny Omega, who gets the best match out of everybody he wrestles. And then he's got pack at all out. So it's put up or shut up time for Andrade. I mean, he has a chance to go out there and have two really great matches. And one of them in the main event of a major pay-per-view. So um, we kind of talked about Omega Andrade already, but man, I mean, this really has a chance to be a really great match. So, uh, let's quickly go through the rest of it. We've got Fabi Apache versus Diana Perazzo. This is champ versus champ. This was set up when Fabi Apache won the uh, what's the female equivalent uh, to Ray DeReyes? I don't speak oh, Spanish. Oh fuck, I forget uh, what it's called. Yeah, I don't know it either. I'm sorry. Queen of Queens, the Queen of Queens. We'll go full Gringo on this. One. <laughs> yeah, so, that's what we need to do. Yeah, you are uh, a, what is it, a stock? No, a, a, a what were you a? You were a white man. I forget what the other uh, descriptors were. Oh, yeah. I already forgot it, too, and it was an hour ago. Um, Well-nourished and well, uh, whatever the other, yeah. But, um... Well-developed, so, well-developed and well, um... Well-nourished. well-nourished yeah, yes. Well, well-developed right? and well-nourished white man. That's that's what we are. White so. male, yeah. Um, so, anyway, she won that, and then Peraza was there on commentary, and then she stepped up to her and challenged her. I watched that show, so... It was, uh, no fans, so it was hard to tell if the angle came off super hot or not. But um, that was the setup for that match. So um, that could be a pretty decent match. I mean, this card looks good. I mean, you said it before we went on the air. Yeah, it's a hell of a yeah. card. I, I really didn't anticipate it being as good of a card as it was. And then, you know, I was I was editing Cubs fans uh, preview, which you should absolutely go out of your way to check out, VoicesOfWrestling.com, which we'll talk about in a little bit because uh, watching this show is going to be a little difficult. But we have some ways uh, we think that we can help you out with it. We'll talk about it at the end of it when we preview this. But, uh, yeah, I was going through and editing his, his preview, and I'm thinking, ah, yeah, Triple Mania. I haven't, you know, there's no real no real buzz on Triple Mania right now. Triple A's kind of been a mess uh, because of some legal situations going on there, which which Cubs fan goes into detail as well if you want to uh, uh, check out that preview of why this is such a, a hard show to watch or whatever. And then I'm kind of going over every match as he's as he's recapping them. I'm like, oh, it's pretty, uh, pretty good match. That's yeah, a pretty good match. And I get to the end and I'm like, fuck, that's a great show. Like I have to watch this Triple Mania show. Like I gotta watch this thing live or at least watch it, you know, as, as soon as we can. So uh, I am planning on watching the entire show. So I don't, I don't know about you, but uh, yeah, going oh, over of this, course. blown Mania. away. Yeah, we we always watch Triple Manias. We always at least watch the main event of a Triple Mania. But this is our Triple Mania if you're uh, uh, my man, Matt Striker. So. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> but uh, no, it's a great card. It's a great card on paper. I've kept up with AAA this year. I mean, I watched all. You know, it's the Reina de Reinas, I believe, right? Is the female. There you woman. go. Yeah, there you go. There you go. But uh, you know, Laredo Kid, when he won the Ray de Reyes on the same show, Tejano attacked him, but then Tejano quit the company. Yes, right? so he's I'm, gone. He's in some other weird company now. Which Mexico I'm is a very, very as it always is, is even more odd than it ever has been before in, in, in terms of people moving and new companies and Alberto Del Rio and stuff. So it's just, you know Yeah. So I'm wondering if that the they intended to do Tejano versus Laredo Kid here, but with Tejano gone, they put him in the other map. I I don't know. That would be a better question for Cubs. Well, but... and also trying to figure out triple A booking is, is probably a losing cause. That's so. you know what? I'm putting you're right. I put way too much thought into that. <laughs> that was just yeah, it could have just went nowhere. Sometimes like, just things just don't happen. <laughs> right. 
Well, here's something that'll happen. Someone's losing their mask or their hair. Psycho Clown versus Rey Scorpion. So you can't take this the mask away from Psycho Clown, right? You know what? I wouldn't put money on Rey Scorpion. <laughs> yeah, I, I would say. I wouldn't do that. Ray's uh, got like a ponytail and a little bit of hair. I think I think he could probably lose his hair much more than Psycho Clown could lose his entire identity in this match. I don't know what my bookie has on this one, but it's not <laughs> right, going to be I'll favorable see. odds for. Well, uh, we we have a my bookie uh, read coming up. We'll have to check if they have any uh, any uh, any action on, on Trouble Mania up here. But uh, just put the whole payroll, uh, your whole bankroll. Yeah, on I would I would guess that uh, Ray is getting a getting a snip here, but uh, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. So we're getting another Marvel match. We'll see who shows up. Yeah, we're that. getting a Marvel match. Yeah, last year was like Leo Rush and Brian Cage and I forget yeah. who else. But uh, who fucking knows? Yeah. Iron Man will come out <laughs> do some shit, I guess. I don't know. Like, we got a Battle Royal with only three names so far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so this is the one that Mr. always Iguana. has the incredibly loud countdown and the explosion. <laughs> yeah. Blows your eardrums every time it goes well, so far we've got Mr. Iguana, uh, Mamba, and Drago. Yeah, so big, big uh, battle royal there. Gato Everetti. My man Gato Everetti. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, you know what I want here. I want Dave the Clown. I want Dave It is the probably clown. his time. Yeah, yeah. It is probably his time for him to win this. Well, I'm going to be disappointed if there's no Dave the Clown here. Okay? It's non-ironic. I enjoy Dave the Clown. Okay? Triple um, A tag team titles, Lucha Bros., Versus Hio uh, Del Vikingo and Laredo Kid. And then Taurus with a mystery. Is that a mystery partner for Taurus? It Taurus? is. I All believe right. it is a mystery partner okay. for uh, for Black Taurus. So. I haven't read the Cubs preview. Is he speculating on the uh, mystery partner Let me partner see. I don't yet? remember now who he speculated on. See if we could uh, have the producer I think, pull that up. Yeah, I, 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 uh, I'll have him work on it here. But I think it's um, – Cubs fan is smarter than us and usually just like shrugs when like – yeah, like because you were like, well, uh, maybe it's gonna be, and he's just like, I don't know, <laughs> like it's AAA yeah. man, who fucking knows, like, right? Could yeah. be fucking anybody, like, <laughs> yeah, could yeah. be nobody, <laughs> you know. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't think he's got anything. <laughs> he has no clue. I don't think so. Uh, and then we got the new heel unit, uh, Sam Adonis Azul, who made the big jump. They're calling him DMT Azul, and Puma King. I haven't seen Puma King wrestle in a long time. He's just been slipping through my crack. I guess he hasn't been places that I'm paying attention to. And uh, they're taking on the Team AAA, Pagano, Chessman, and Murder Clown. So that was the other big angle they did at Ray the Reyes many months ago. I guess that would have been in May, I want to say that show was. Um, where at the end of the show, they had the big angle which which where they where Azul showed up and they created this new faction which I believe um, Andrade is the uh, leader of. So mm-hmm. um, that's the deal with that match. But um, so, so here's what Cubs said about the uh, potential mystery partner. He says, uh, yeah. AAA hasn't said much about this partner outside of hinting it's a former ROH tag champion, which brings to mind both Dragon Lee uh, and Bandito. Uh, it was hard to know how serious that tease was meant to be. It's another thing AEW or AAA hasn't followed up on at all, and it was said in such an offhand way that I wouldn't be surprised if they back off of it. Whoever the person is, Triple A's kept it a deep secret so far. So, so that tease was probably so subtle that only Cubs would have noticed, <laughs> right? And they that. maybe didn't actually right. mean to to say yeah. it, or, or or they had an idea of bringing Bandito in, and the Bandito's not going to be there, so now they just didn't say anything about it. Since or whoever so. said it was just kayfabe speculating, right? Or you never you know. know. Just, yeah, he, he, yeah, maybe yeah. Hugo's shooting on his own. So who the fuck knows? Yeah. Do we have any updated names for this battle royal or no? Uh, we have we zero. We have um, that's it. 
<laughs> I want to know if Dave the Clown is going to be in this. Uh, That's... I mean, sure. I don't know. Yeah, it's we got nothing. We got three guys. I'd really just prefer Lucha Bros versus Vikingo and Laredo, honestly. I don't even need the team with the mystery fucking partner. Yeah, yeah. Like, I like Black Taurus, um, but I think that that match is incredible without... Like, Black Taurus is great, and whoever that other guy is will yeah. probably be good, too. But the idea of just, just Phoenix and Pentagon versus Vikingo and Laredo Kid, that's that's enough for me right there. And AAA always overbooks everything. I mean, th- this is a very subdued Triple Mania, like, in terms of... This is, like, not that overbooked. No, there's no hamburger. Or, there's not some fucking 27-person tag match Thank to open the God, show. Thank God, Hamburg, Wasta, and fucking... <laughs> They're probably going to be in the, the Battle Royal, though, for sure, right? Yeah, you're right. I, should, I shouldn't talk yeah, to you. Yeah, just hold off on that. But, yeah, you don't get... You don't have, like... It, sometimes it's, like, 11 matches, and there's, like, 15-person tag matches, and you're like, Jesus Christ, let's go, like... Yeah, the whole mixed tag division they have is so bad. I mean, I, I never got into that. Who was Hamburg, Wasta's? Uh, he had the... The love interest, and they had the whole. They told the whole story where, um, what was her name? Every oh, big mommy, that's big right. mommy, big mommy, yeah, big mommy, yeah, yeah. I can't stand her. Like I'm such <laughs> a grump. Mommy. I'm the only person that doesn't like big mommy, but I just it's just so corny to me. Um, big mommy is someone who people in AEW talked up big before the pandemic. She probably would end up coming in and might come in once things, you know, cool down with the pandemic a mm-hmm, little more. Mm-hmm. Um. So I'd keep an eye on that. Well, actually, I, who even knows? Is she even – I haven't seen her wrestling. I have not seen her anywhere. I, I admit that I don't watch as much Lucha as, as obviously you or some other people do, but I have not seen her anywhere as far as I can tell. So She hasn't been on the AAA shows. Oh, no, she's working regularly. She just worked on the 7th on a AAA show. So a lot of freelance stuff as well. No, she's still there working okay. the team. All right, well, she'll be on that battle royal then for sure. So. Um. You know, working as much in 2021 as, as you can, I guess. Probably about 11, 12 matches to this point. Most of them in AAA. But, um, yeah, actually, it's a pretty strong lineup. Rich, how can people watch? Because, <laughs> well. <laughs> because they can't air this. Okay, we should. Anywhere. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so they can't air this in America because AAA is suing themselves. So yes, yeah. As I said, Cubs fan does a better job of laying it out than than we probably can. But yeah, this is all rooted in Lucha Underground. That goddamn Lucha Underground. We told you guys it was trouble. We told you Lucha Underground was nothing but trouble. Yeah, and here it is. It's it, it's still rearing its ugly head because yes, it is. Somebody bought the rights to it. I I again, I don't know all the like I said. Cubs fan goes over all the details. But somebody bought the rights to it, and now. Triple A, which technically was owning Lucha Underground, but kind of doesn't own Lucha Underground now, is suing Triple A. To it's a disaster. So regardless, outside of Mexico, you can't see anything. The you point here is they can't air it in America legally because the money would have to go to the former owners of. Lucha and they don't want to do that. Yeah, yeah. They, right. they probably smartly don't want to make a bunch of money for the people that are suing them. So right. I get right. it. I understand what they're doing here. It's it, it's kind of a disaster. It's pretty terrible that it came to this point. Uh, but there is ways around it. There is ways to do it. So if you're in Mexico, you're good. You can watch it on Space or Azteca 7. Uh, so you're good. And we've got Mexican listeners. Yes. So you guys are good. Cinepolis Cine- uh, or, or movie theaters. You can watch it on as well. Yeah. And on Facebook. It'll be on the AAA Facebook if you're in Mexico. If you're in Mexico. But unfortunately, if you're anywhere in Mexico, you're not going to be able to see it. Unless, Joe, you're one of those smart people that uses ExpressVPN, VoicesOfWrestling.com slash Express. Then, you can live in Australia like I do, you can live in the Docklands like Joe does, or you can take up residency in Mexico City, man. No, then... I think we would have to take up residence in Mexico City in this case. Yes. Well, I'm saying you, 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 
on other days you could live uh, yes. in Australia yeah. or the Docklands like we do. But, but I will today, be vacationing in Acapulco yes, this weekend. Well, so I, I can watch Triple eh, I don't know if you want to be in Acapulco anymore. More of a a better place to go in the 80s than it is uh, today. But um, You always say that. You're always burying Acapulco. Uh, you are not a man. member of the Acapulco uh, uh, <laughs> Chamber of Commerce, that's mm-hmm. for sure. You, you, Punta you're Cana. Not a... Go to Punta Cana. That's it's nice. Okay, but... that sounds fine too. Yes. We'll go. Uh, can I go to the Yucatan Peninsula? Is sure. that even in Mexico? Sure. Yeah. Um, can I go to Baja California? Yeah. This weekend. Yeah, that counts. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, when I was a little kid, I, that always confused me because it wasn't attached to the rest of Mexico. It's really. And weird. I was like, and it's like Cal- just... It's called California, and it's yes. Off I'm there, like, so. I don't, I don't like parts of countries that aren't attached to other countries. So when I was a little kid, I was always like, why don't we just give Alaska to Canada? It would make more sense. I, and I, I still I agree with that, to be honest. Yeah, the, the Upper Peninsula, like, what are you guys doing? Just let Wisconsin have it. There's no point in Michigan having the Upper Peninsula. That's Michigan's stupid. another great example. That should be part of Wisconsin. Baja, California, Tijuana should be part of California. Just Well... <laughs> They can have Tijuana. They can have Tijuana. I don't really want it. It's fine. You are just you're burying all these. Great I've been to Tijuana, sir. Have you ever been to Tijuana? I've never been outside of America. Uh, no, that's not true. I've been to Niagara Falls, but uh, and you went to the Canada side, or you just went on yes, the boat? I did. No, no, I did go to the Canada side. Okay, good. Yeah. All right. Yeah. The better uh, side. The much better side, by the way. But that's like being in America anyway. It doesn't that's count. Like, yeah, it doesn't count. It does not count at all. Um. But no, you're burying Acapulco. You're burying <laughs> Tijuana. I have never actually been to Acapulco. I just, uh, I just know it's a, uh, it's interesting. It's an interesting place these days. But yes, uh, those are all great places you can live in. Durango, you can live in Durango. Monterey, yeah, could live in Monterey, Monterey. Mexico. Mexico City, as we said. How you want to be in the Pue- Yucatan? How about, uh, how about Puebla? The Thursday CML shows. I yeah, go to Puebla. Sure, great. Right. You said Can- I, Cancun. You mentioned, I think earlier. Or is that the Monday tri- CMLL show? I don't know. I don't I'm know. asking you like you know. Yeah, like you're asking me. That Quabla building? <laughs> right. Yeah. You it's don't a voted know. Lucha viewer, Rich Grage, yes. Um, yeah, Cancun. Playa del Carmen. Cancun, Carbon. there you go. I'll yeah. go to Cancun. Yeah. But the point here is, if you want to watch the show, give the link, Rich. There you go. Voicesofwrestling.com slash express uh, is how to do that. So that's, that's a, a pretty much guarantee all you have to do is live in Mexico for that day. Uh, on Saturday, and you can watch Triple Mania. Uh, there is also a potential other option as well. Uh, Cubs fan is going to try to stream it on his Twitch channel. Uh, he says it has worked in the past. He has no guarantee it's going to work this time, but we're going to see how it ends up working. But uh, details yeah, on well, that. Wait, here's the thing, though. We don't get a taste of that. We don't get a taste of that at all. And that's, you know. We want to get a taste. <laughs> right, this, so. Okay? And it's a good taste. Let me tell I you. Mean, let's be honest. You should just have ExpressVPN anyway. Because you, you really watch should. the actual WWE Network. You can. Yeah. You, just, yeah, uh, Netflix. Of- opens up Netflix in ways that you never knew it could do before. Opens you know. up Netflix. Uh, MLB.tv, no blackouts. Yeah, yeah. If you're if you're one of these people that lives in Dubuque, Iowa, and you can't watch a game that's happening, you know, 30 minutes away from you, fuck that shit. Get on ExpressVPN and live in Cancun, and then you can watch the Field of Dreams game, you know? Right. Absolutely. Good stuff, but, um, yep, so that it's ExpressVPN, so that's ExpressVPN, or what, VoicesOfWrestling.com slash Express uh, to sign up for ExpressVPN and then live in uh, any of those towns that we just mentioned, and you'll be good to go. Uh, for triple mania, but I uh, yeah, do not expect to just uh, plop on somewhere and, and find it. It's going to be very difficult. People will probably be uh, searching around like crazy, going to different links, all that sort of stuff. Don't express VPN. Don't fuck around with that stuff. Go ahead. But uh, definitely, if you can, do uh, read uh, Cubs fans preview at, uh, at voiceofwrestling.com as well. 
extensive details, even more details about what's going on with AAA on a little bit more of the stories going on uh, with uh, with the show. But yeah, we'll both watch it. We'll uh, we'll preview or we'll review it definitely on uh, on next week's show for sure. So um, let's uh, let's get to this. Uh, yeah, let's do an ad read here. How about that, Joe? How about a seamless ad read? I did look this up. Uh, they, the cowards at my book, are not taking action on uh, on Triple Mania, unfortunately. But uh, ah, well, they got early action on SummerSlam, though, Joe. So you ready for this? Oh, they've got the SummerSlam. Yeah, we got two I'm matches. We got two got matches. No? Uh, nothing for all out yet. They need to. They Which need to get on that. They need to get on that. Yeah. Which show is first? Um, SummerSlam. SummerSlam. Right? SummerSlam yeah, will be first. It's yeah. in August. Yeah. All right. Let's. Uh, we want to read. SummerSlam's next week, man. SummerSlam's next week already. That's, I know. Ugh. We'll have to talk about that. I, I <laughs> Saturday is a weird. It's also on a Saturday this year, and uh, it's the hottest party of the summer. It is the hottest party of the summer. It is also the day that uh, I go to a uh, all day beer fest. The one that you oh. had a very remember that one year you had great concern about my my livelihood and my well being. Yeah, I did. Yeah, because I checked in. I had it like attached to my Twitter account once when I was checking in on beers. And you're like, Rich, this is like the 30th beer you've had today. <laughs> like, what, are you okay? Are you all right? And I had to, I had to let you know. They're little sips. Like, I'm not drinking, you know, full beers. But uh, it, it did seem excessive. And, and um, I do drink to excess on that. Well, you told well, me so. you drank 30 beers, and I'm just thinking of Andre the Giant. So it's yes. like. Right, right, right. Yeah. You know. And, and you were, I mean, make no question. I was very drunk. I just wasn't yes. as inebriated as you thought I was. And then uh, after that, so there's the all-day beer, beer fest. And then uh, across the street from my house. Uh, it's a scuzzy all night flea market as well that goes until like three a.m. that I usually attend. That's hmm. the one. That's the one where I met Greg Valentine and had a discussion with Demolition once. So uh, yes, yeah, yes. This, <laughs> the the twenty five minute discussion with Demolition that ended with <laughs> Perry Darso saying, "You guys gonna pay us or what? <laughs> like, you, you guys want an autograph or what?" And we said no. And they went, "All right, hit the bricks." <laughs> right. Like, yeah. I'm sick yeah, of talking about SummerSlam '89 with you assholes. Like. Tired of you freeloading at his team. <laughs> right. You going to buy a fucking autograph or not? Get out of here. <laughs> I love it. You want this no, it, was Bill, it, was Bill, it was Bill Eady that just, in mid-sentence, <laughs> I was saying something. He just put his hands up and said, you buying an autograph or what? I said, oh, I wasn't thinking about it. He goes, all right, hit the bricks. <laughs> all right. That is fantastic. Fair enough. You can't really blame Don't, don't even end the sentence. I don't care what you're talking about. I'm done with you, kid. Yeah. Like, Go. And this is like 1 a.m. There's nobody in line either. You know what I mean? It's not like we're stopping yeah. anybody else from getting autographs. They were just sick of talking about Survivor Series 87 with me or whatever. So, Right. You know. The big so. double turn of power. <laughs> right. They're like, we're they, not. We don't care, man. They don't even remember. Right. And you're. <laughs> they don't remember or care. <laughs> right. You know. <laughs> but uh, so that, we'll, we'll see about a uh, summer fest. Hottest party of the summer. Uh, instant reaction. We'll see how that goes. But. Um, yeah, I guess it could be a very fun instant reaction or a very bad instant reaction. But uh, SummerSlam books uh, odds on my bookie here. Uh, women's championship match. Uh, you ready for this one? Sure. You got Nikki Ash minus one twenty five. Oh fuck that! <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say Rhea Those Ripley. I, I was gonna say we're gonna give you a reason why you might want to start. We're, we're gonna do the normal ad read, and then I will encourage many of you to maybe get on here uh, before these change. Rhea Ripley plus one fifty. Charlotte Flair plus two fifty. I mean that that Charlotte bet sounds real good. I hate to do the Bill Simmons bit again, but if you can get a Charlotte at plus two fifty, you have to take you it. Gotta right? take it. Yes, you gotta take it. When else are you gonna get Charlotte at plus two fifty? Right, and they're just trying to pile I mean, up. 
title wins for her, especially now that they took away her NXT title wins, which will segue into our next segment yeah. uh, here. But they've taken away all of her NXT title wins, so they need to get that number up pretty quick, just in case. So, Just from a value point of view. Yeah, plus 250 for I mean, Charlotte Flair. Yeah, that's... That's the kind of bet you make, and you don't even you can't be mad at yourself if you lose. It's just too the value is just too good. Uh, and then the uh, the heavyweights uh, match here, Universal Championship, Roman Reigns minus five hundred, John Cena plus three hundred. So uh, yeah, yeah, uh, that's you really got to lay some heavy lumber to make any money on that at minus five hundred. But he ain't losing that match. I don't think. I mean, is there a possibility they could do a quickie switch and give it back to him? I don't think so because you're going to ruin his momentum. Right, 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 right. I don't. Yeah, that that I I would just probably I'd probably just avoid that one. Yeah, you can't make any money on it. No, there's no there's no point doing that one. But uh, definitely get on the show the Flair one. But we're going to tell you right now that Joe, in the world of sports, the off season is a time to relax and regroup after a hard fought season. But playing with my bookie gives you the chance to decide when your season begins. And ends at mybookie.ag. You can bet on hundreds of games and leagues from around the world, whether it's a game day parlay or a long shot winner. MyBookie's got you covered. Use free game props and bet the game live to shift the odds in your favor and always come out on top. And not only does MyBookie host exclusive sports betting contests you can't find with any other book, but the bonuses are insane. If you sign up today at mybookie.ag and use our promo code VOICES, again, mybookie.ag, promo code VOICES, you'll receive up to $1,000 in bonus money when you make your first deposit. That's 1000 bucks in extra cash. These idiots are just going to give you $1,000. Up to $1,000 in extra cash when you make your first deposit with mybookie using the promo code VOICES. So as we said, Charlotte Fleur plus 250 I'm not saying to put $1,000 in, but, you know... You want to make some money, and it might not be the worst. That is not a. That is just a. We can't. What is? What is the term? It's not an actual endorsement. This is for entertainment purposes only. Entertainment purposes only. But I'm just plus, plus two fifty. I'm telling you, that's not bad. Uh, anyway, up to a thousand dollars in bonus money to make your first deposit. MyBookie.ag. Use that promo code Voices. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie.ag. Again, that promo code is Voices to receive up to a thousand dollars in bonus money when you make your first deposits. All right. You want to talk about NXT? Yeah, let's go through this because what a mess this is, huh? Uh, It is a disaster. So obviously on Friday, uh, news came down that a bunch of other people were released from NXT. Bobby Fish, Bronson Reed, Jake Atlas, Ari Sterling, Kona Reeves, Leon Ruff, Stephen Smith, who's a referee, Tyler Rust, who's been there for like three months, Zechariah Smith, Asher Hale, Giant Zangier, which I'm very upset about Giant Zangier getting uh, released, Mercedes Martinez. Uh, this is the 2021 total, nearly 50. And the stars released from WWE over the last year, since last April, over 100 at this point right now, uh, released from there. But another a bunch of names. We didn't feel it necessary to really do like an instant reaction thing or like a, hey, where are these guys going to go? Because we've now reached the point where it's like, there's a lot of guys that are having to go to a lot of different places. You know what I mean? It's not the same as, hey, four guys got released. Hey, where do you think this guy is going to go? Or where will that guy end up? Like, we're just emptying the, the chambers here. Like, guys are – this is mass exodus is going on from NXT. So it's not even worth breaking down where they're going to go or what they're going to do because who knows? I mean, it's, it's 
they can go anywhere at this point. There's a lot of different places they can go. There's a lot of different things going on. But this is appears to just be the beginning of things going on in the Mat Men podcast. Uh, obviously talks about uh, this uh, a little bit, that they have heard that this is only the beginning, that many, many more are coming down, which stands to reason, given what's already happened this year, that this is not in the end, that more people are going to be released. Uh, PW Insider notes that uh, there has been talk, quote, talk of major changes coming for the brand. Uh, these changes would include a new logo, new lighting, and a focus on younger talent along with a different format to the show. Uh, there's also rumblings as well. I believe Dave Meltzer had this, that the the future of NXT and, and, and whether Vince McMahon really wants NXT to be the way it is right now or or wants it to focus on, you know, more top-tier stars. I think the terminology he used is guys that can main event WrestleMania. Uh, that, that appears to be coming down the pipeline as well. So uh, NXT, as we know it, I think is is, is pretty much dead and gone and, and, and changed. And I guess now is the time to kind of have this discussion instead of like, hey, where's Bobby Fish going to go? Or where's Kona Reeves going to go? Like, what's next for these guys? I think we have to talk about NXT in, in, in general in kind of a macro sense of what is this brand moving forward and, and, and what should it be and what is it going to be and, and, and what has it been in the years you know that, that we've seen recently because – and we've talked about this for years. If you've been listening to this show, uh, there was a recent, there was a recent uh, uh, review that said these guys say we were right way too much. And I want to tell this guy, you can't reply to a review or whatever. If we're right, we're going to tell you. You know what I mean? Like, what are we supposed to do? We're not going to stop being right. Right. So we're going to keep bragging about being right. Because, we. I mean, how do I not say we were right when we're yeah. right all the time? Like, Well, you know. Like, when we say stuff, we have to say, well, I mean, we told you so. <laughs> it's like, you know, it's, it's part cool. of the thing. You know, Come on. Yeah. That's what we do here. <laughs> right. And we're just always right. If we were wrong all the time, you wouldn't hear us say that. But we're not. God, this <laughs> show's so good. <laughs> right. Like, what does this, guy wants, this guy wants us to be wrong more, and I, I'm just not going to do that. I'm going to continue to be right. But we have been saying for years, and I think the moment that you and I – If you listen, if you want a show where they're wrong more, you're listening to the wrong show. <laughs> right, because there's I plenty mean, of other dumb podcasts where they're yeah. wrong all the fucking time. It's not us, you know? Go listen to but something else. Make, we're going to be right anyway. But I believe it was, and I forget exactly the date it was, maybe 2016 or something like that, where there was the news that a, that NXT was going to go on the road and they were going to start touring across the country. And I remember you and I going on the show and saying, this is the moment that they will cease to be what they were before and they're going to be something all the way different. And it's probably not going to be for the better. And the reason we said that is because at that point, that's when... Finn Balor stayed on NXT for another year. That's when Adam Cole was signed. And that's when Kyle O'Reilly was signed. That's when this guy was signed and that guy. And, that, and all they, they signed a bunch of guys. And the idea was, we're going to draw with these guys. They're going to go on the road with us. And NXT is going to be a traveling brand. And we came on the show and said, this NXT is going to be very different than the NXT before it. And we don't know that it's going to be successful, this new direction. Because the second you lose, the people come and go... People rise, people move up to the next level, it's developmental. We said, this is no longer developmental, it is now a third brand. And they started to kind of adopt that terminology as well, 10XT. Oh, we're a third brand, we're a third brand, we're a third brand. And we, you know, at the time we said, this might not work out, this might be for the worse. And after a while, you know, it wasn't immediate, it took a little while till it was. And it, it was obviously, they were selling out buildings like crazy, they were doing really well, they were drawing, they were doing all that sort of stuff. At that time, it seems stupid to say that, but but we see now in 2021 that 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 direction, that move, all those years ago to say we are now going to start touring, we are now a third brand, ended up really doing them in more than almost anything else. So we're going to talk about it in a bit because there's a lot of things that have happened to get NXT to this point. But but that to me was one of the big moments when we on this show said, okay, remember this date because NXT is going to be very different from this date forward. 
and there's going to be different expectations of what NXT is going to be, and it's not just going to be this fun little play thing like it was before. Now they're being relied upon to draw into buildings. Now they're being replied, uh, relied upon to keep talent and 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 them to to develop talent for themselves so that they can draw on the road and do all that sort of stuff. And they're not going to be able to just send a guy up to the main roster. The main roster is not going to be able to say, "Hey, we want this guy and and and, and we need him right now" or whatever. It was going to change everything with NXT, and and it absolutely did, but. There's so many other things that happen as well to get NXT to that point, but that is one of the moments that I'll always remember on this show us saying, remember this date, because things are never going to be the same again with NXT. And I don't think they were. I mean, they really never were, but there were a lot of other things as well. But NXT, I mean, what, you know, let's, let's, let's start at this point here. You're Vince McMahon and you're Nick Khan. You traveled to the PC, you did the tour, that happened a few weeks ago. Do you make the decision that Vince is making right now and say, what the hell are we doing here? What's going on here? Get rid of all these guys. Get rid of this. Get rid of this. I'm changing everything. Do you think he's right to make that call? Because I I kind of do think he's right to make that call. And that, that's kind of a hot take from some people. I know some people are kind of... I don't think what's happening is wrong. I think they're on the right path here with what they're doing. It's just... It's in a weird way, and it's 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 Vince McMahon, it's Nikon, it's it's done in a very soulless way. But I don't think that they're wrong for the direction that they're going with NXT. But what 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 do you make of of what's going on and what the future holds for NXT? Well, I think you kind of just summed it up. It ceased being developmental a long time ago, and that never really should have happened. We constantly talked about how now their developmental needs a developmental. Yeah, they need to develop their own talent. So right. Yeah, like NXT is like another brand now. Well, they need a developmental now. And yeah, I just think that I think with the timing of it, I think Vince is embarrassed that AEW kicked their ass so thoroughly and completely on Wednesday nights. And I think there's an embarrassment factor there. And I think um, to some degree, it's him saying, okay, I've been hands off of all of this for years, but now I've got to take control. Uh, you're not feeding us stars, which is the intent here. And look, that we all know that's part of Vince's doing. Yeah, it's a self fulfilling prophecy, and that, that's a yeah. lot of this company is that sort of. But stuff. I'm saying, from his perspective, he probably sees it this way. Yeah, sure. You're and not he's not, and he's not wrong. From his perspective, he is not wrong. He's not wrong, but he also is wrong because there's nothing Triple H or even any of these wrestlers can do once they get into Vince's hands. Yeah, sure. And if you're gonna call them up and just beat them like a drum or change the things about them that got them over in the first place, that's on you, but he's not going to see it that way. He, from his perspective, is not giving them stars. I mean, you look at the biggest success stories from NXT, and a lot of them were people who Vince changed the least from what got them over, like Kevin Owens. They changed nothing. He got over in NXT, And then came to the main roster and has been the same guy ever. I mean, there's a pattern here. But when they try to put their claws into something and fuck with it, that's where Vince always gets in trouble. But I'm deviating from the point. The point here is he sees they got their asses kicked on Wednesdays. He doesn't see them funneling stars from his point of view. So he went down there and took a look around and said, we're doing this all wrong. Enough of this, you know, vanity show that you put together with your, you know, your your, your co-opting of the indies, which... We all should have listened to Bruce Mitchell when he said it. We all dumped on him, but he was right. That's exactly what Triple H was doing. I remember burying him on Twitter and on here when he made that point. He goes, Triple H is is co-opting the Indies. That's his attempt. 
That's what's going to happen here. And we're all like, no, they're not. That's exactly what went down. And Vince is obviously sick of this. And he wants it to go back to what it was supposed to be. A training school to develop stars for the shows that matter. So I agree with you. Why are we warehousing 40-year-old wrestlers who are never going to be stars on the main roster? That's not the point of this. It's a waste of money. It's a waste of assets. Why are we warehousing people who I think are too small and don't have a proper television look? It's a waste of asset. It's a waste of money. And when you look at this wave of cuts, uh, one of the through lines here for most of them, not all of them, but for most of them, are they're old. They're older wrestlers. Mercedes Martinez, Bobby Fish, Bronson Reed. Uh, two of those people are in their 40s. One is in their late 30s. Um, Ari Sterling, another guy. Alex Zane is not a spring chicken. Kona Reeves has is the longest tenured member of NXT. He was there for like a decade. Okay? It was clear that age was a major focus. We've got to get rid of these older people. If I don't think I can call them up today and make them stars, they got to go because it's a waste of money. Yeah. And they're taking up a spot. And then some of the others were probably had more to do with look. Like he probably took one look at Leon Ruff and said, why? Yeah, right. You're 5'1. No. <laughs> get no out of offense here. to yeah. Leon Ruff. But, you know, that's not what Vince McMahon sees in his star pro wrestlers. Um, he probably took a look at Jake Atlas and said, you couldn't be blander. I can't do anything with you. So the ones where it wasn't age, it was something else. I know nothing about the seven-foot ex-basketball player they cut, but from everything I have heard, he stunk. So maybe that's the reason. All right, well, this guy stinks. Him and Giant Zangier, they're never going to get it. We've got tall guys on the roster already. They got to go. These cuts seemed like they were just the classic redundancy cuts. So I kind of see where they're coming from. If they're restructuring the whole thing, there's not a lot of people on this list where I look at them and say, well, they're making a huge mistake. Bronson Reed, I think is a big mistake. There, that think. one I think is going to pay. He'll pay them back for sure. And I think he's going to go Fitch, somewhere and, and do some good stuff for sure. Yeah. We'll go through each of them, but I think, why don't we just do that? Why don't we go through each of them? Yeah, so, well, I, and, and before we do that, though, I did, I did, you know, and there's some great stuff. I mean, we had VoiceWrestling.com. We had Gary Kidney wrote a great article about, you know, the failure of NXT. And we've had a bunch of people. Uh, it, it's been something that a lot of people have wanted to write about and wanted to theorize about and discuss or whatever. And I, I think it's fascinating. It really is fun uh, to discuss sort of what got us to this point. And, and you know, and, and, and we've talked about it for years and years and years and years about, you know, in terms of what the original plan of NXT was, what the point of NXT was, and and what the, you know, the strategy for Vince McMahon and for Triple H and, and, and for, you know, and a lot of what NXT's growth was, you know, and that this isn't like the case of like your Sami Zayn's and your Kevin Owens's and your Finn Balor. Like, I truly believe they hired those guys thinking that these guys would become WWE superstars. That That's not what I'm counting. I'm counting then it became that second wave of, of big signees. And you were just signing anybody that you could find on the indies. Every single person that got even a modicum of buzz, they were signing up and scooping up or whatever. And then you talk about NXT UK, which exists solely to not let World of Sport happen. World of Sports going to happen on ITV, and they say, "Fuck, we can't let that happen." And they sign every, you know, everybody in the UK and, and, that, that that wanted to sign, basically got, you know, given a, a, a blank contract and and brought on board. And like, it was all sort of anti-competitive stuff. Is what NXT soon became. Okay, we built this little thing here. We built our our 
kind of pseudo indie or kind of pseudo super indie. Well, let's make sure that the alternative, we are the alternative. That that when people are looking for alternative wrestling, they don't go to New Japan. They don't go to Ring of Honor. They don't go to uh, Progress. They don't go to Rev Pro. They go to us. We have the alternative. We have NXT. We have NXT UK. And and that plan worked for a little bit. But I think the big failure, like you said, is is what happened many years down the line there where then Vince kind of relies on NXT. Okay, cool. We got this upstart indie that, like, you know, I don't know why this, I don't know why these guys are even here. Or I don't know how the hell they even got here, but we'll put our indie up against them. We'll put our company up against their company or whatever. And they got slaughtered. Make no doubt about it. NXT got slaughtered by AEW. Absolutely slaughtered by them. And that, I think, was the moment where Vince finally said, okay, my plan with you was you were going to stop out all competition. You were going to have your little vanity thing so that. I could focus on the main show. I could focus on the main stuff, and I don't have to focus on anything else, and yada, yada, yada. But you failed. You didn't stop this competition from happening. You maybe slowed down New Japan in America. You slowed down Ring of Honor. We stopped World of Sport from being a big deal in, in, in the UK or whatever. But what the fuck? Why are these guys coming? Why are these guys have TV? Why are these guys doing this sort of stuff? And, and, and Vince can say all he wants about there not being competition, but he put his show up against it. He, the show that he thought was going to beat their ass. There's he didn't put a, he didn't put NXT up against them on Wednesdays thinking, ah, fuck, we're going to get slaughtered, but who cares? Whatever. He thought we were going to beat their asses. Everyone's going to laugh at AEW and they're going to be out of business in a year. That's it. Or mitigate them. Right. Mitigate them enough where they don't get that second TV deal or yeah. Or, or they just don't grow enough that, that, and that didn't happen. So that had right, to be the moment right, right. where they lost, he lost faith in, okay, you're not developing anybody, which is one, and that might be a self-fulfilling prophecy, like we said, and it probably is. But, you know, you look at that roster in NXT, and I, I don't know how, I mean, there's a few guys that I would say are, are, are you know, dudes that could be something. But, but, you know, in recent years, it's really become kind of like, I don't know. I mean, there was a couple years ago where like a Ciampa and a, and a Gargano and an Andrade, obviously, and an Adam Cole and those sort of guys. Yeah, those guys should be on the main roster, should have been stars, should have been pushing all that sort of stuff. And there's a new crop of guys that I don't know. I mean, there's not really that much inspiration that I have in the top level of, of NXT right now in terms of uh, of drawing stars. Now, it's most of those same guys that I just mentioned as well, with, you know, guys that should have yeah, been well, up already. I mean, you, you, well, well, you used to get pushed and then lose on a takeover and then get called up. It, it, it stopped being that a long time ago, you know, it, and it, it just completely got away from it. It's, yeah. it hasn't been developmental in a long time. So to get back to your original point that you pitched to me, I agree. I don't think this is like the worst thing that Vince is doing here to refocus this for what it was supposed to be. Right. Cause he's, you're not developing stars for me. And I, I try to have you stop the competition. You couldn't do that either. So what am I doing here? Why am I investing millions yeah. of dollars in this thing? Why am I paying for this million-dollar facility for you to not only get your ass kicked, but then you're not giving me stars either? So what the fuck are we doing here? Why do we have 400 people doing hip toss classes? And I'm yeah. with him. I agree with Vince McMahon. I agree with yeah. Nick Khan. I agree with everybody that got down there and said, what? This is not the way it's supposed to be. This is not what it's supposed to be. And... We'll see what they think it's going to be. We'll see over the next few months what they think it's going to be or what the next few years or whatever, what they want it to be or what they think it's going to be. And, and I don't know if that's going to truly be a success, but this isn't a success right now. So, I mean, you know, I, I, can't, I cannot blame them for thinking, what are we doing here? Who cares? Uh, we don't need, you know, and, and I'm just throwing a name out here. I'm not picking him up, but like, why do we have Ari Sterling on, under contract? Like, what are we doing? Like, sell me on what this guy is here for. And they can't yeah. give you an answer. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they can't give you an answer of why some of these guys. And again, I'm not picking. I'm just picking him out as a name. It, there's a, He's one of 75% of that NXT is like a guy that's just there because he's there. Because they, he was a hot, in, a hot indie name. And, and they Triple signed H likes to collect the hot indie names. Yeah. and Have William Regal go to PWG know. and sign everybody that he likes. And that's what they did yeah. for a couple years. 
and they got all those guys. And what did it do? I mean, it, it wasn't like they weren't signing. The, there was a while where they were signing. Like I said, when you brought in Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens and Finn Balor and Kenta and those sort of guys, those guys, I get it. Those guys, yes, they plucked them from top places and got them from places. But I know, I, I believe in my heart of hearts that they thought that Prince Devitt, Finn Balor was going to be a star. And he, I mean, he fucking won a world title. You know what I mean? Like, they pushed him as a star. Kevin Owens won a world title. Kenta obviously had injuries or whatever. But they didn't sign that guy because they thought he was just a, a, a guy. Like, and that's where I think, it, it, like you said, it changed where they were just anybody that got any sort of buzz. They were signing, scooping them up, da, 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 all that sort of stuff. And that's when it lost its way. It lost its way when it stopped being developmental and it was just signing everybody under the sun to be anti-competitive. And in the end, yes, they, they, they stomped out some com- com- uh, competitors. They definitely did. They they destroyed the European scene. They destroyed some other you know smaller scale companies in America, but they didn't stop AEW. They didn't stop the elite, and a lot of guys that they passed up on got scooped up by AEW. A lot of guys that they gave big bags of money to said, "No, we're good." The Bucks, yeah, Kenny said, "No, yeah. we're good." I think if if they had either mitigated AEW or if it was still competitive, or if they were funneling all these great stars to the main roster, I don't. Don't know if any of this would be happening. No, no. But I, I just so. think they see it as a, as a complete failure, and, and that's something that needs restructuring. Yeah, in the and, worst and way. I agree. I, or I, I really refocused. Do. So, so Bronson Reed is a guy who I think this one might be a big mistake because, I mean, how there has to be a use for him on your main roster. Look at him. Yeah. And the way he can wrestle, and um, I know he's a little older, but that's you call him up. Call him up there. He doesn't need to be there. He doesn't need I to mean, be in developmental. Yeah, that's the other thing, too. Hey, nope. can you you know where the hard cam is? Yeah, it's right there. Cool. You're ready to go. You're, you're, you're 32. Let's just go. He's a veteran pro wrestler. Yeah, right, I mean, right. He, he didn't need to be. I, he's even older than that, isn't he? Isn't he like 36 or no, something? No, he's, he's only 32. He's wrong. actually only 32. All yeah. right. He's younger than I thought. But, he, you know, like most of the people there, he did not need to be there. And you could have had him on the main roster. And he is motivated. He is not taking this hard. He's on Twitter talking about how he can't wait to get back out there. And, um, yeah, he is going to be an asset for someone. I don't know for who, but um, you haven't heard the last of Jonah Rock. He'll be back out there, and um, and he'll be having good matches for somebody. Um, Bobby Fish, I think, you know, like I said, this is an age one, right? Man, we really screwed Bobby Fish, didn't we? You did. You brought him up. <laughs> I really feel you, bad. I'm sorry. You could have brought up any name. <laughs> they, have, Fish. they have 450 people under contract. And I'm like, you know who doesn't ever want to leave NXT? Bobby Fish. <laughs> like, yeah. perfect job for this guy. I'm sure he loves it in NXT. He's never going to leave. Oh, man. He's 45 years old. Sorry, Bob. Yeah. He's 45 years old. Now, he's still a great wrestler. And you would think that there'd be room for a couple veterans to work with people on the road or whatever, but he had a good run in the company though. I mean, you know, I, I, you know, he obviously never got called up, but a good NXT run, but he was an older guy. And I think that's what doomed him. And I think we could throw Mercedes Martinez in this same bucket and talk about her at the same time because they're very similar, right? Solid wrestlers who everybody respects, who are just very long in the tooth. And I really think it came down. I think if either of these people were 30, they don't get cut. Joe, are you still there? 
I am still. Oh, here. there we go. Okay, sorry, you, you cut out. Enough. You cut out for a sec. Sorry. What What was the question you had before? Oh. I didn't hear you talk for a second. I wasn't sure. My roll-up point on Bobby Fish and Mercedes Martinez basically is this: If either of these people were thirty, I don't think they get cut. Then I left it. For okay. You yeah. Um. Yeah. I think you're right. I think you're right. Yeah. I don't know. I like. I. I think. You're right in that this wave of NXT cuts, it's all like there's a pretty clear idea, except for like Bronson Reed and and maybe one or two others, that there's a clear idea of why it didn't work for them and why they were let go. I'm very curious if the more ones come down, and there are a few more of those. Wait, really? That guy too? Because I don't know how much of a clearing we're getting here. You, you know, like everybody seems to think that it's going to be a lot more people, that they're maybe just waiting for this next takeover to go, and then a bunch of other guys, you know, guys and girls are gone. That'll yeah, be very yeah, curious yeah, yeah. to see because I, you're probably right that if they're 30, but. It might also be like, hey, if you don't have a fucking plan for this person to be a superstar, then no, we're good. You know, and, and that's, you know, for someone like a Bobby Fish, I don't know if good, solid veteran hand is enough to save your job anymore. Well, and Mercedes Martinez is in her 40s, and she was on the main roster and asked to go back. Right. Which I'm sure so that, did not endure herself very well to, or endear herself very well to Vince McMahon, so. So Jake Atlas, uh, let's make fun of him for a while. <laughs> <laughs> this is a, uh, I mean, he, you know, next to Dennis Schroeder, an all-time bad uh, bet on yourself here. Uh, not quite as bad as Dennis yeah. Schroeder, but uh, pretty close. I know people get touchy about this stuff. Oh, people lost their jobs. But, I mean, we're just, look, he made a terrible decision to take this job when he could be in AEW right now and would probably be being booked very well and in a, in a much more positive work environment. Um, and, and also, he made everybody the said it. At, anybody with a brain Everyone said it said at the it. time. So it's also this like, oh, well, you, you, know, you didn't know. You had to take a chance on yourself. Literally anybody with a brain would have told you, bro, not a good idea. I don't know about that. I would say I would go to AEW or I would stay on the indies. Everybody with a brain said that. So, no. No one thought this was a good call. I mean, there were people who, like you're saying, AEW was right there. Uh, shoot best friends with Jungle Boy. He would have been there if he wanted to be there. And a lot of people thought, just stay on the indies. You're you're new at this. Get you know, do the Daniel Garcia route. Like stay right. on work the everywhere, work. wrestle everybody, win every title. You know, go travel the country, try different styles, do different things. Yeah, you know, get in there and grind for a little bit. And you know, he he chased the dream, and uh, you know, we all kind of thought it might not work out because. Uh, who does it work out for? I mean, it almost works out for no <laughs> right, one. Right, 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 right. So it's like, and and you know, and, and you can yeah, see where point one percent of people main event WrestleMania. So it's probably not going to work for you, pal. But just let you know. But that's fine. And you can see where they might think he's a little bland. I mean, you I know, certainly like, can, <laughs> I definitely can. So he I'm, wasn't. He's a talented guy. Don't get me wrong. But does he blow you away with his charisma or his look? Or no, no, he does not. He's a guy who you who could have used a lot more seasoning, and now he has a chance to get it. Um, no, he it was an all like you said, this was just an all time bad decision. For some people, listen. For some people, WWE is a good decision. I mean, we don't say it's a bad decision for everyone. No. There'll be some people on this list. Let's all right. We're done with him anyway. Let's move on to Asher Hale. This is the former. Um, fuck is his name? The Work Horseman. Uh, uh, Anthony Henry. Anthony Henry. This is the former Anthony Henry. He's 38 or 39 he's years 30, old. He's 36. 36. He's 36. This was a good move. He did the evolve thing. Yeah, it was definitely now was or never for this guy. It was yeah, definitely now or never. I don't have any problem with him taking a chance here. Looks Jake like a, has a good look, too. Looks like a million bucks. I see it. He's the guy. 
yeah, marketable look. I agree. Like, Jake Atlas, early 20s, he didn't need to do this yet. And it probably set him back to some degree. Because now if he goes to AEW, he has to start from square one, right? Asher Hale or Anthony Henry, man, this guy's been down every road. This was his opportunity. I didn't have any problem. Same thing with Zane. Let's throw him in there, Alex Zane. Another guy in his 30s. He didn't make a mistake by giving this a go. So those two guys know. Jake Atlas, he made a mistake. Uh, there was there was anything a, else I, on. I, I was gonna say Jake Atlas. He I think he had a tweet. Yeah. I, I forget what the exact wording was, and I, I'm just paraphrasing here. But it, it it speaks to exactly what we're saying that like this guy doesn't need to be doing that. And it was a tweet where he said, you know, oh, I've been, you know, for the last you know year, I've been working every single week with Roderick Strong in the ring on on extra stuff, and it's like. Okay, that on his face might sound good. Roger Strong's a great wrestler. You're learning from a very great wrestler. You're in the ring with him. You don't. You should not be wrestling the same guy every day for a year. You know what I mean? In a warehouse with no fans. Right. That's not good. Right. It's good to have you know pick the brain of Roger Strong, but you should be wrestling Roger Strong one week and Daniel Garcia the next week and Calvin Tankman the week after that, and then this guy the week. You know what I mean? Like. Learning different styles, learning how to work with different guys, learning how to adapt, learning how to – you should be facing Daniel Makabe on one night and, 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 you know, Brian Keith on the next night and Davey Richards on this night and that sort of – because those are three totally different wrestlers. You know what I mean? Like you learn so many different styles and learn how to, how to structure a match with a big guy. You learn how to structure a match with a, a grappler, a mat-based guy. You learn how to structure – Roderick Strong is a great wrestler, but you're going to learn Roderick Strong stuff. You know what I mean? And that's it. That's all you're going to learn. In that warehouse, you're going to learn hard. And that's what we always say about the, the performance center. Like the, they have this sparkling facility, but we have yet to see the fruit of that labor yet. Who yeah. had, you know, and it, the question always comes up and everybody always brings us three names. You know what I mean? They'll bring us Bianca Belair. You're, why are you not mentioning Bianca Belair? Okay, great. Bianca Belair. This is a million dollar. They spend millions every single year on this thing. Yeah, in eight years, you can give me, you know, the same three names that everybody gives us. It's, you know, I'm not impressed. Um, now all these people we named could get booked instantly anywhere they want. I think to this point, Bronson Reed, if Bobby Fish and Mercedes Martinez want to go work a bunch of Indies, no one's going to turn them away. Uh, so it's really just motivation levels. I mean, same thing. Alex Zane will step right back into all the places he was working. Uh, Anthony Henry, if he wants to keep going, same thing. So you agree on all those counts, correct? Uh, oh, for sure. Yeah. 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 So Tyler Rust is an interesting one because they had just put him in diamond mine. And uh, that you talked to a shaky start. <laughs> <Diamond> uh, <nine. laughs> yeah, that's off to a shaky start. It's right it, now. It's it's just fucking Stuckley Hathaway <laughs> and Hideki Suzuki and and Roddy, right? So they cut. That's a now, great. That's a great crew. It's just fucking you know. Well, one of them got cut before they she even debuted on TV. Yes. They were cutting people from that unit before they even got yeah. on TV. And now Rust is gone. Now he's a guy who obviously has an in with New Japan because that's where they got him from, from New Japan Strong. I would assume he'd be welcome back there. But he's another guy, veteran, older, and this was his shot. I don't blame him one bit for giving it a go. I could also see why they wouldn't see much use for him anymore at this point. I mean, he's just a guy. Yeah, yeah, I think he's good, but he's a guy. He's a good roster guy. But again, like we're saying, if the the new structure and the new idea is, okay – can this guy main event of WrestleMania? Is this guy a superstar? Then this man is. You can't stay with a straight face. That's how a Rust is. Like you can't. You can't. You can't respond to that with yes. I do believe that because no. I mean he's not. It's it's fine. 
but he's which just not. brings us to Kona Reeves, who my guy. I mean, I have never understood <laughs> what took so long. Like, there's nothing there. There was never anything ah, there. You monster. I he mean, was there's really bad. N- he was terrible. Yeah, there was nothing there. He couldn't go. He had a mediocre look. Okay, he was tall. <laughs> I've got nothing – like, he never was impressive in any way, shape, or form in any of the 9,000 gimmicks they gave him. He was there for, like, nine years and barely made it to TV. Yeah, he, he debuted, by the way, April 2015 was his NXT debut. I mean, this is the kind of guy where he could have been cut in any number of waves over the years, and it's kind of like they maybe just didn't notice his name on the sheet. <laughs> right. He just <laughs> – He's like the guy in office space with the red stapler. It's yeah, just you yeah. don't even, you know, it's he's a fucking clerical error. There's nothing there with Kona. Apologies to Kona Reeves if you're listening, but I never saw anything. And Kona Reeves is the kind of guy where I wouldn't be stunned if he never wrestles again. I mean, you see him hitting putting the nose to the grindstone on the indie scene? I don't. Oh god, no. This is it. Yeah, we're never going to see Kona Reeves again. And why would you book him? If I'm an indie, <laughs> yeah, I don't see much reason to to Why would you call Kona Reeves? <laughs> He can't use that name, and that's the only thing of value he brings to the table. Is it? Re- I mean, how many people even know who Kona Reeves is? Exactly. Like, we and do. Very right. If Kona Reeves was wrestling on an indie show under his real name or a different name, I'm going to be honest with you. I might not even know that it was Kona. I might not even realize it was Kona Reeves unless someone told. Like, he's a total non-entity. So I could totally see where they're coming from with that one. He has. Uh, he did. He did make a tweet, but... Uh... It's like the least, uh, <laughs> the least impactful. Like, you know, most guys are like ready to get back on the grind, like you know, ready to prove everyone wrong or whatever. You know what I mean? And then they give their booking email and that 20, sort of stuff. 20, 29 days away. Yeah, right. Like Bronson Reeves is lifting seven hundred pounds over his head. Like <laughs> yeah, I'm ready. Yeah. Like Coda Reeves, Noah Kikio uh, says, for all booking or inquiries, email me at Noah Kikino. Inc. at yahoo.com. Oh, for God's sake. No and that's all it says. <laughs> no one's emailing him. Why would you book him? <laughs> He's the kind of guy who will ask for like 500 bucks a shot, too. Sure. Oh, and, for sure. He's going to be like yeah. fucking Drama King Matt that's like, hey, if you're booking me on an indie, like, make oh, sure it's not, you know, business plate? select. And it's like, bro. Like, who are you? <laughs> right. what, it's like, you, Drama what King Matt. Are you like, on? you're lucky they're not saying, hey, I got six other guys driving from Iowa. They're going to pick you up on the way there. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. That's, like, hey, you're in Chicago? Cool. We're going to meet you in fucking, you know, Ohio, and then we'll drive you the rest of the way, like, you know, with this crew of eight guys coming together. Like, just be happy to select. Sh- <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just be happy to show you're on isn't a spirit hub. You'd be flying spirit, buddy. Believe me. I mean, where does he, you know, I couldn't believe the ego on this guy. Like, he wants to be flown first class. Buddy, you're not drawing flies. No <laughs> right. one is buying a ticket to watch you. Expensive first class flights are? You are not making that money back. <laughs> no. For that promotion. <laughs> Who's buying a ticket to see Drama King Matt? Whatever the fuck. Is, what the, he's going by some uh, I forget. real name. Yeah, I, guess, I yeah. forget. I mean, jeez. <laughs> he's complaining about not being upgraded to first class. Hit the bricks. Who do you think you are? Yeah, it just it's it's unbelievable. Yeah. Leon Ruff we talked about. Yeah, he, he um, he'll be able to work indies and and if he wants oh, yeah, to, yeah, he's yeah. Fine. he's a great wrestler. It's just he he's... should hook back up with the fucking Skulk. They're yeah. out there. Yeah, you know, 
that's you know he could go back with Alanis and the other guy, and 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 they've been doing good work. I catch them occasionally, um, but he'll just fit right in with that crew, and he'll be fine. Yeah, he'll be anywhere. He and just, it's like he's only. I mean, he's only been off the Indies for, what, seven months, eight months, nine months, somewhere around that range. So he's fine. He can just pick right back up. He was just all wrong for this situation. I mean, he, you know, he – he, um, well, he was locked into an Evolve contract pretty early on too. He probably doesn't have the indie resume that people think he does. And then obviously Evolve was the stepping stone to WWE as it often is. And um, But, yeah, no, he, he'll, he'll be fine in terms of indie bookings and whatnot. I don't – I don't know in terms of uh, major league prospects. I mean, I would have been high. I, I was definitely higher on him. Once I saw him in NXT, I kind of, eh, you know, he doesn't have a great television look. Um, I don't know. Hit the weights, eat some fucking cheesesteaks. I don't know. What advice would you give him? Yeah, I would just say, I don't, I don't know if there's any advice. Um, get taller, you know, get bigger. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That's going to be tough. So I know nothing about the ref. I know nothing about the basketball player. Um, giant Zangier. Unfortunately, we like our freak show giants, but they cut two of them here. Look, they have a bunch of freak show giants, and they even have a few that are already Indian as well. So they probably just saw this guy as yeah. They got Shanky. They don't need they don't need Shanky and Giant Zangier, I guess. Fucking Shanky, (laughs) my guy, (laughs) Shanky. Yeah, I love that. There's a guy on TV called Shanky. I love that. Um. (laughs) So when it comes to Giant Zangier, you know, you leave the memories alone and you watch fucking, what was that show called? Oh, yeah, that show ruled. Yeah, I love that show. Superstar yeah. Spectacle. Yes, that was a spectacle. That was a great show. It. That show fucking rocked. Yeah, We were excited about that. I love even, that like, show. Finn Balor and Guru, Guru Raj going out there and having a fucking four-star match. Like We reviewed it here. We were yeah, so we excited did. about it. Yeah, that was the match. I think it was, uh, let me look. I think it was Shanky, Zangier, and then they teamed with Rey Mysterio and Ricochet, I want to say. It was something in like that, that match. Yeah. Let me, let me, yes, yes, it was. Dilshir, Shanky, Giant Zangier, Rey Mysterio, and Ricochet defeat Cesaro, Dolph Ziggler, King Corbin, and Shinsuke Nakamura. Yeah. Love what it. a match. That's like straight out of war. Yeah. Yeah. That's, <laughs> yeah. Right. Exactly. Right. Oh, fucking Finn Balor, Guru Raj. That was awesome. I remember that. It was great. So, uh, anyway, that's the, uh, those are the, oh, and, um, Denzel DiGiornay or whatever his name was, which, oh, he's gone too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He oh. got cut. He got cut like a couple days later. Yeah. I guess he did the gimmick where he wouldn't answer his phone. But <laughs> he, um, he look, that's the Vince thing. He doesn't like the amateur wrestlers. That's been a thing for years. Right. And Even though I mean, it, whatever. Yeah. Listen, you can't. Yeah. <laughs> it's so Why dumb. are you bothering? Yeah. <laughs> I know it's so dumb. It's, right. Very. So dumb. many of your top stars were great amateur wrestlers, but all right, that's fine. So I don't know if that guy wants to keep going or not. I hope so because I, you know, I remember watching him. He was one of the guys that Gabe took in with Evolve. Um and I I he looked like he had a lot of upside to me with the little that I've seen. So um hopefully he stays with it, but that's the thing with these PC recruits, these street recruits. Once they get a taste of the PC, it's hard it's hard to go to the grind. Like yeah. we always say going back to the grind and some guys have tough trouble you know, going back to the ground, but most of them yeah. can get, pick it back up pretty quickly. And like, yeah, like I, I watched Kurt with. Stallion, like he just, you know, or, or Stallion oh, yeah. Rogers, what he is now. He's on AEW, you know, this last weekend. He just came out there, did his normal thing. He's like, whatever, dude. I know everybody. I get it. I'll drive. I got it. You know what I mean? Like, it's fine. Yeah, like, yeah. That guy, it's no problem for him. But like, yeah, uh, Desmond Troy, uh, uh, Dijonet, like he's never known that. He's never known that life. Yeah. And it's 
it's a tough life, man. You know, even doing a few evolve shots. Like, I'm sure those felt a little bit different than the, you know, promoter calls you and you drive for eight hours to go to a show thing. You know, that's just a different right, animal. Right. Or you got to call promoters and say, hey, I'm available. Or, hey, here are my dates. Or, here, you know, that sort of, it's just a different grind that, that a lot of guys. Network. If, they don't have that built in networking no, yet. No, no. Who I'm driving with. Who's the booker. Who's the promoter. Like, I don't even, like, honestly, I don't even know how you would get started on that. You like, think about that. Think about just going that, into the wild. Yeah. Like, you know, we know who runs companies, but do those guys know who runs it? Like, yeah, I don't know, DMs? Yeah. I DM on Twitter? Hey, I'm a, I'm, you know, Desmond Troy? Like, yeah. It's a lot of work for a guy who's, you know, been in the PC for four or five years. I mean, working out on yeah. high-class equipment and working out in, in the best rings and the best lighting and the best, you know, all that sort of stuff. It's tough. Yeah, and then you then you're at the Houston Premier Arena. And it's 150 degrees, and you know there's it, it's you're there's pissing no in a bucket. <laughs> you're pissing in a bucket. And yeah, they're paying and, you, you know, in a hot dog and an envelope with you know two twenties in it. And it's yeah, it's feral dogs running around outside. It's <laughs> right. and I'm not making any of that up. It's yeah, it's that's... a different fucking you know experience. So you gotta love it. You gotta love wrestling to uh to to do the grind. Yeah. So yep. Some people do, <laughs> some people don't. So, uh... you know, Rich, New Japan Resurgence is this weekend. Did that catch up on? Uh, did that sneak up on you? It did. What? It really did. I I really kind of felt like it was going to be. I, I, I for some reason I thought it was at the end of the month, but it's here. It's this weekend. Uh, it is uh, August fourteenth. Obviously, also on Saturday, so going up against Triple Mania uh, as well. Uh, Sold out. Sold out, yes, in uh, in in Los Angeles. So I think I believe it is available on Fight. It is not available on New Japan World, uh, as we said. So it is available on Fight TV, uh, VoicesOfWrestling.com slash Fight. By the way, wait, I thought, wait, show. I'm I'm so confused about this. I thought it was on New Japan World, but not in America mm, this, this or something. I don't remember. Let's see. I don't remember where this one actually is. Area yeah, very confusing. I, I thought it wasn't on New Japan World. Am I wrong about that? I don't know. I don't want to give people the wrong information, but. Um, oh, it's okay. Sorry. It is available with Japanese commentary on New Japan World. That's right. That's yeah. that's the difference there. But if you want an English commentary, it's only on Fight. Right. That's right. Sorry but to confuse It's people. not geo blocked either, though, right? Like you can just turn on New Japan World. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just going to be in Japanese. If you want English commentary, the only way to get English commentary is through Fight. But if you're cool with Japanese commentary, New Japan World, perfectly fine. Watch, and so. even if it was geo blocked, all of our listeners have Express VPN. Yes, Voice of the Rest Express, so they're good to go. And they can live in Tokyo for the night and watch right. anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, Shibuya, they can live in Shibuya. Yeah. Oh, without question. Yeah. So we're sold out. It's going to be a unique venue. And we've got uh, Alex Coughlin versus Carl Fredericks. And uh, those guys have wrestled each other a billion times. They're obviously very sound. You know, I see a lot of people who are saying, oh, well, Carl Fredericks is still in openers. What's going on? No, he's really not. I mean, if you watch Strong, I mean, he had a title match in Strong. I mean, yeah, he's, he a, he's a big deal in Strong. Yeah, he just did this particular match. He happens to be wrestling what I presume is going to be the opener against uh, Coglin. But they're both, you know, they're not young lions anymore. You know, Clark Connors um, and Fredericks, you know, and, and, you know, Fredericks does get, pushed on strong I, but just a lot of people don't watch strong but i can see where they would think just looking at the lineup that he's still in the same place he was but he's not 
So we have uh, Fred Rosser, who is a New Japan contracted wrestler, Rich. Fred yeah, Rosser. he's worked his ass off, man. I, that is not a guy that I thought we talk about the grind. Like, I did not think that yeah. guy was going to build himself back up the way and, he has. And maybe we'll be eating our words on Kona Reeves the yeah. same way one day. Who knows? Because I would have never predicted this. No, God, no. But he's fucking working his ass off. He's in tremendous shape. He's doing great. We we laughed about him even when he was like halfway through his New Japan run. And then like about a year or so ago, we've all had to turn the corner and be like, wait a minute. Red Roster's like really good. This and everywhere awesome. he is, he, he's, he's good. Yeah, NWA, New Japan, and, and his work has been solid. So he teams with Rocky Romero and Wheeler, Utah against uh, TJP, Clark Connors, and Ren Narita. So it'll be interesting to see Ren Narita in a different environment. Uh, this is a guy whose excursion has just been ripped to shit by COVID and everything. So uh, Team Filthy, which if you watch Strong, um, obviously Tom Lawler's the champ. I was expecting a title defense here, but instead they're doing a 10-man tag. So Lawler, Kratos, Danny Limelight, uh, Jarrell Nelson, and Royce Isaacs, and they will be facing Leo Rush, who's just finishing hey. up the string <laughs> He's of back. his bookings, allegedly. Um, you know, we'll see how that goes. Fred Yehi, Yuya Uemura, Brody King, and Chris Dickinson. So, uh, Dickinson and Lawler feuding on the show and all of that. So, um, you know, this will be a, a fun 10-man tag. And it's always interesting to see guys like Ren Narita and Yuya Uemura to see when they kind of break out of being the guy who eats the pen. Right? That's always interesting to watch and look for as well. Um, John Moxley and to be announced versus the Good Brothers. Do you have any intel on who? This I have be? no intel on this. I'm very, I'm kind of curious, and I guess I don't really. It's one of those things where if somebody said, "Hey, do you want to know who the guy is?" I'd probably just say no, because it's gotten so close to the event that I'm like, "Yeah, you know what? It'll be kind of fun to just watch and see who comes out and and, and see who the person is." Um, I don't know. I mean, is it like just like a Juice Robinson? Is it someone as easy as that? Is it? I I don't know. It it, it should we wildly speculate or is it just going to be like? a new Japan contracted person that we all know. Well, I don't know. I can tell you that it's not going to be shooter Aminu. No, not going to be the shooter. They ruled him out. And I think that was the plan, but for whatever reason, they ruled him out. It may have been for travel. I think that's the reason they gave, but I watched all of the rev pro on tape that is available on their streaming service and caught up this past week. And he looks like dog shit. I saw that. I, I need to go out of my way and say, I have not seen this, but I could not believe when you said, I got to be honest here, but he looks like absolute dog shit. I mean, like out of shape too, right? Like just not even. He's out of shape. He's got a giant pot belly. What? Um, <laughs> How did that happen? Like... Now, look, you can get back into shape. It's COVID maybe, you know, quarantining. I think we all put on a few LBs, you know, but he looks terrible. He exudes zero charisma. His work was not anything special. In fact, I think he's regressed. Now, keep in mind, he's barely wrestled. And these are his first shows back, and he's shaking the rust off. But I can tell you right now, if I'm New Japan and I saw that tape, I would not want to expose him to the masses in the current state that he's in. And I am not exaggerating any of this, because if you read my tweet, all of the Brits who went to the shows agreed with me. You know, so no one's arguing with me on Twitter who have either watched these shows or have been to the shows. They're all like, yeah, he kind of looked like poop. So maybe it was supposed to be him. I think they're lucky if there's travel because I don't, I, he would have been. You think he would just have fucking bombed here? Oh, yeah. I mean, he, 
I'm not trying to overdo it, but he really looked terrible in the matches I saw. So they might have dodged a bullet there, or they might be like, look, man, get in shape and get your mojo back because this is not acceptable, and we cannot put you on a show like this in your current state. I mean, he used to come across like a future star. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. He is not coming across like a future star. Like the charisma's gone. His tights are like falling off his ass. Mm, it is just yeah. is downright embarrassing. But um, who knows who that'll be? It could be any number of people. And, and Moxley will face the Good Brothers. Jay White versus David Finley for the Never Title. That was the first match they announced. Lance Archer versus Tanahashi. That's the big drawing match. Tanahashi, who was in all the advertising videos and then they finally gave him a match. So uh, that'll be a huge match. And if Tanahashi wins, which he very well could, that could lead to matches at dynamite on all out or on uh grand slam. I mean, he's in the country. It's around that. T- so who knows? I mean, we could have some Tanahashi uh, action with AEW. He did appear on the video a few weeks yeah, ago. Yeah, that'd be cool. That, that'd be a good little uh, diversion there for him. That'd be, that'd be a lot of really fun. I'd be, fuck, I'm selfishly hoping he stays around for All Out. That'd be really cool. Or at oh, least a... this is, once again, if you have CM Punk and a big Hiroshi Tanahashi match, like, say, against John Moxley. Yeah, then I don't really give a shit who Kenny Omega is facing for the title. This is what yeah. I mean about Christian match. It's smart. <laughs> right. I don't care, like, yeah. Now the Christian Kenny Omega match is realistically third from the top. So it's fine. This is why I'm not like overreactive to that because I feel like they're going to have bigger stuff on that show anyway. Um, and then Tomohiro Ishii versus Moose, which that fucking rules. Match. I can't wait to watch that. Yeah. I'm so glad he's in a singles match. Ishii instead of like some six man tag or something. So yeah, he, he's a guy that we, and we've talked about this on the show before. He's a guy that excels in these American shows. Like American <laughs> fans love Ishii as they should. He's just great. And he just, he stands out so much. It's just an awesome environment. Like he always steps up to the plate. It's just, I, I really, really, really like him in singles matches in American wrestling shows. It's just, I don't know why it just, it works so much better for him. And he's, he's so much more over in America. And that's not to say, you know, like, yeah, obviously the guys in, in, um, you know, in Japan, he's still super, super over as well, but I mean, it's just in incredible guy uh, in, in America, and the fans just love him so much. So, Yeah. Yeah. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We hype ourselves up thinking, ah, maybe I can pull a Ken Griffey Jr. rookie card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now. Introducing Slab Packs from Arena Club. Com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view of all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now, when I buy slab packs at Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. I was able to open an Arena Club slab pack, and, and I'll be honest, it was a lot better than what you normally do. Say you go to a card show, and there's a random innocuous brown bag of cards and yeah you can open it and look it's going to be junk you're you you know what i mean like you know what you're probably going to get in those maybe you find that fun and sometimes i do sometimes i like just opening up cards and saying hey look at some random cards whatever but if you're really in this game to to find value and find particular cards it sucks to have to buy these mystery packs and it ends up being you know almost nothing you know nothing of value not with arena club 
You get a display, again, of all available cards, hit rates, grading. So you know that when you're opening up the slab pack, you are going to get something valuable. You are getting something good. And Arena Club, in addition to having those great slab packs we just talked about, is also a marketplace for card collecting, buying, trading, selling, displaying, all that sort of stuff. But those Arena Club slab packs, man, they are revolutionizing the repack game with transparency. After your polls are revealed, they'll immediately be placed in your vault for safekeeping or trading and selling. And you can have them officially graded by Arena Club as well. So again, setting these things off, it's going to be officially graded by Arena Club. And the Arena Club grading process is accurate, fast, and transparent with full grade rationale provided and explanation of how your card was scored. So whether you're buying, selling, trading, or displaying, Arena Club is the card collecting platform that you have to check out. So right now, I've got a special offer here for Voices of Wrestling Network listeners. You can get 10% off of your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash V-O-W-Net. Again, that's arenaclub.com slash V-O-W-Net. Now, that's a crazy offer. That's 10% off a $400 slab pack. $40 off right there. 10% off your first purchase. No matter what that purchase is, 10% off. Off. Again, that's arenaclub.com slash VOW net. Arenaclub.com slash VOW net for 10% off your first purchase on Arena Club. And we thank them for sponsoring the Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network. Sure. Yankees just took a lead here. I'm distracted. Oh, shit. They were, uh, White Sox were up 7 4. Liam Hendricks in. Judge got him again? Judge, no, that's Judge bounces. Well, no, Judge hit a dinger, and Stanton just hit a dinger, and they're up 8-7 now, so. Damn. Oh, yeah, yeah. 19-19 all over again. 19-19, <laughs> Cincinnati Reds, world yeah, champs. Yeah. Well earned. Well earned. <laughs> right. Eddie Sakati just got a little wild on that first pitch of the series. You know, a little, little nervous, a little nervous, you know. Yeah, no, I think the Reds just outplayed him. <laughs> just so just beat him, yeah. <laughs> yeah, beat him fair and square. It's the guy who hit, hit one guy all year, just uh, just lost the first pitch. Of the... <laughs> ah, <Listen>. whoops, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Arnold Rothstein's an upstanding citizen, and right, I don't believe right. any of the allegations. Anybody named Arnold Rothstein, yeah, you definitely get None that. of the allegations, I don't believe any of them. Yeah. Uh, levied against that man, he's innocent. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Man, little oh, 1919 man. World Series talk. Yeah, you didn't think you were going to get that, did you? Here. But you got it. Yeah, oh, there you go. So, yeah, man. All right. Anyway, let's. Uh, that, that's resurgence. So it looks pretty cool card. Uh, I'm excited. I don't know, like live, if I have to choose between, you know, Triple Mania and uh, and and resurgence. I'm probably going Triple Mania, but um, eh, I'm definitely going to watch resurgence for sure. It looks really really fun. So, if I had your TV set up, is that going to be ready by Saturday or what? That's a good question. Because no, that's not a by great Saturday. way to get it started. No, 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 not by Saturday. It won't be all set up by then. Watch unfortunately. West Coast baseball on one TV, Triple Mania on the other, Resurgence Huge on the other. Man. You'd be good to go. Yeah, you'd be good, good to point. go. Reds game, two wrestling events, and then there's probably some dumb. Uh, is, is that weird? Uh, is that weird? Sec- oh, C- the CFL's up again, right? I think I saw a CFL game. Nah, there. I don't pay attention. <laughs> not watching the Argonauts. <laughs> There, you, you have a limit to the football, the bad football you'll watch. You oh, know, you'll God. Want. stupid Canadian football with their dumb three downs. No thanks. <laughs> it's very that. strange. Yeah, I can't dumb. Play. With their stupid big field that's too big. It is very large, yeah. So, But you you would watch like some yeah. shitty college football game, right? Oh, yeah. No, I am now a college football fan because of my new setup. Oh, because you, so you're I, good to go. Yeah, dude, you're good to go. You can watch. Yeah, you could. While you're watching, like, you know, Alabama versus Ohio State, you can also be watching, you know, like. 
Texas State versus Utah State or whatever. Well, um, on Saturdays, there's always a million games on at once. So I'm right, going right, to have right. – my new routine is going to be waking up on Saturday morning. I'm going to tell you my – you want to know my new Saturday morning routine? Yeah, I'm, I'm curious. Is there going to be – now, is there a conference that gets a certain TV or is it all about the game that's going to happen? Listen, this is going to be my Saturday morning routine, okay? I wake up, you know, earlier than usual, 9.45, 10, somewhere around there. So I get up nice and early and then – See, you're supposed to, you didn't sell it this time. <laughs> just let it go. It. It's fine. You, just, you don't sell it. So I'm, I'm going to so get up nice and early. That, that it probably is true that you wake up at that hour. And... I'm going to get up nice and early. I'm going to start a nice, nice pot of sauce early in the morning. Maybe a little brajol. Okay. Vinny Massaro knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> He's got you. Yeah. Get, a, get a nice sauce going early in the morning so the house has that beautiful smell of Italian food all day. Then 11 a.m., the games come on. College football starts at noon. You get you get the Big Ten noon specials. Yeah, well, you know, unfortunately, yeah. Iowa versus Northwestern on ESPN. <laughs> right, too, yeah, right? yeah. So you get the fire to four TVs up, and then all day long, right until Hawaii at midnight, I've got four TVs on. Now we're talking four different games all day. Every now and then, you walk downstairs and stir the sauce. Right, you stir the sauce, and then sometime around the third quarter of the nationally televised SEC game on CBS. Maybe a little LSU Alabama or something, right? You make the pasta, you get the meatballs going, maybe a little sausage, and we have a nice Italian dinner every Saturday while the college football is going on. That sounds like a nice little Saturday. Sounds like a it? great Saturday. Yeah, I, I, I'm a I'm not as big of a college football fan as I used to be, but there there is something to be said for just a nice Saturday where you just. You just sit down and stew, and you just watch everything. And it's it's a lot easier now, obviously, you know, with ESPN Plus and, and all that sort of stuff to just watch. Because now my my goal is I just watch the dumbest game ever. Or like what what what, what one of mine will do is we'll uh, we uh, we'll go to cigar lounges a lot, uh, you know, in the in the winter and the fall or whatever. Because there's like nothing else to do, so who cares? So we'll go. We'll, they have these little like side rooms or whatever. And there's like nobody there on like Saturday at two p.m. or whatever. And we just find the dumbest game we can find. You know what I mean? Just the stupidest college football game to watch. And just just enjoy it. Just enjoy it. Flip around. There's nothing like flipping on a college Saturday. College football Saturday. Yeah. Someone's playing somewhere. Someone's blowing a big lead somewhere. Someone's about to miss a field goal. Like, And every game is like, there's something happening. It's either, a, you know, some SEC team is just blowing the doors off this one double A team or whatever. There's something fun to watch all the time. There's some weird gimmicky offense here. Rich Rod's coaching a team. UL Monroe, you know what I mean? There's there's something for everybody. So maybe you got a little action. Maybe you got a little action. I have, uh, yeah, yeah. That did, it, that did that did increase over the over the recent years that my bookie is is is, is coming yeah. to prominence in my life. So you know, and, and you know, that's gonna be the day where I make the big Italian meal and you know, watch a little <laughs> make a big football. Italian bet. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Eat some meatballs and and away you go. Because you know, Sundays are for the NFL. Sundays, get up early, go to Dunkin' Donuts, get a dozen. Go. I still like to get the Sunday paper. I don't even read it. Love, I just a, like good, love a good Sunday paper. Just nice and thick. Yeah, I like the comfort of it. Like, because yeah. you grew up with it. So you go get the stupid Sunday paper. Maybe you flip through the sports section, but it's all incredibly old news. Because of- <laughs> <laughs> the Sunday sports section sucks. There's some flowery, like, piece about some, you know, inspirational thing. And you don't really care, yeah. There's nothing like the Sunday paper sprawled out on the kitchen table with a box of donuts. Maybe you make some omelets forever. You have a little breakfast, you know, and then the NFL comes on and, you know, now I got my four screens for the NFL as well. Put red zone on one. Yeah, I, I, I don't. Uh, I definitely don't do not spend one second watching the NFL on Sunday, though. So, 
So there's going to be some uh, tremendous weekends here. The crisp fall air to go along with all of it. Man, I can't wait, Rich. <laughs> You're very it's excited. Be tremendous stuff. Very excited. Yeah, Saturdays. That that sounds incredible for Saturdays. You you could take Sundays. I, I don't really care. A bunch of a bunch of fucking referees looking at the replay on every channel. So there you go. Yeah, it'll be all very exciting. Just close shots of a bunch of fat dudes looking at a fucking screen. That should be great. Yeah. Commercials. Man, this yeah. is uh. This is aggressive. I just that's yeah, every time I watch the NFL now, it's just you know a commercial or a bunch of referees huddled around a a, a screen looking at it, and then a bunch of replays. Say, oh, did his foot actually? He made a miraculous, an incredible catch, but let's definitely make sure that his foot landed the, uh, properly. <laughs> Get out of here! I hate to break this to you, but they do replay in college. Yeah, they don't care as much though. They don't give a shit. So, you know, old Miss uh, versus fucking. They don't give a shit. <laughs> Chat room, Joe, can you watch the Premier League games? No, the answer is no. <laughs> you don't get that chat. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's no shot. So you're not going to be waking up for the beautiful game on Saturday morning. So, yeah. Joe, Rams preseason opener Saturday. Duck Hodges at quarterback. Feel the excitement. I do not feel the excitement. And I do not watch preseason or exhibition sports, period. Is That's that a real weird. guy's name? Duck Hodges? Yeah, he, used to, he started for the Steelers a couple years ago when Roethlisberger went down. In 2021, there's a man named Duck Hodges? Well, his nickname is Duck. Oh. But, uh... Um, That's... Okay. Yeah, he's, uh... Yeah, I don't watch exhibition sports. I can't... No, I pre-se- can't there's nothing worse it's, than preseason football. Just the absolute no dirt worst. The guy, you know, hike, handoff, hike, handoff, hike, handoff, quarterback gone, running back gone, you know what I mean? It's just like, why did you watch this? And they do yeah. insane ratings. They do absolutely insane ratings. And a sports radio blows up with discussions of of who should be the fourth string wide receiver. It's, who gives a shit? You know what I mean? Oh, that yeah. guy really impressed me. That you know that that white cornerback that made all the tackles really impressed me. It's like he's gonna get cut. Like don't worry, he's gonna get cut. I just can't get in. I can't get into it. I yeah. just I don't like. I, I I'm into my team, and I'll read the recap the next day and who impressed, who didn't. Who has the inside? It's hard. You know, it's a tough watch. Yeah, position I, battle. I'm into the position, but I can't watch it. Watching I, it. Is so awful. I enjoy watching it in the form of hard knocks. Is, is a much better way to enjoy preseason football. I don't watch ex, I don't watch spring training baseball either. I just it stinks. I can't watch it. Like every year when the first game comes around, I think I'm going to be into it. I'm like, ah, baseball's back. Rich, I watch half an inning and I'm out. I just it's awful. I can't get into it. If the, if this if it doesn't count. Like the, this NBA Summer League. People get into this. I can't sit there and watch NBA Summer League. I can't yeah, do I, it. I have a tough time with NBA Summer League, too. I can't do it. There might be one or two guys on each roster that are going to make the real roster. Why would I watch that? It's atrocious. And it doesn't count. I big time the exhibition sports, Rich. As can't you should. As count. you should. You're fine. There's enough actual sports going on somewhere in the world that you don't, you don't need exhibition sports, so. Yeah. It's not preseason NFL. Get out of here. Someone says, what about the golf? I will watch the golf in my new room. Absolutely. Good TV. Good good for the 70-inch for sure. Oh, God. I can't wait. Yeah. I, I don't really like golf at all, but I, I can, can definitely. It's on a, a TV. great TV sport. Yeah. yeah. It's an incredible TV sport. There's nothing like getting a new TV and just fucking popping on CBS. And just, yeah. you know, yeah. It, it, great TV sport. Good the, sound. Yeah. Good sound. Good color. It's just, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. The dulcet tones. Of yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's yeah, and it looks great on a nice fucking 
HD or 4K screen, the golf. It just looks so good. Like golf, I don't sit there and watch the golf the way I watch baseball or football, but it's nice to have on. I, I feel like on a Sunday, a non-football Sunday, I like knowing that hearing that the golf is on in the house. It's just, oh, there's a home run. There's a tie game. That's uh Oh, you spoiled it for me. I'm watching on my phone. So that's I'm ahead of you. <laughs> you were Tim Anderson just Tim went. Tim Anderson, hey, right, good, great. Won awesome. the game. There's a man on base. Oh, hell yeah. Nice. A little walk-off? Oh, great. Well, now I got something yeah. to watch here. <laughs> he walked it off and he Thanks flipped the bat. Yeah. Did he hit it yet? Uh, no. Let's see. Damn. There he I goes. Really oh, nice little bat drop. Yeah. Hell yeah, baby. Let's go. Hit the bricks, Yankees. Fucking dopes. Oh, there big fireworks show. 1919. Redeemed. Now let's go and I'd beat be those careful. Reds in the fucking World Series now, you know? <laughs> I'd love to get that. <laughs> I don't know if that's the matchup right now, but... I'd be careful with the fireworks in the cornfield. Yeah, yeah. Well, they've had a lot. We've had a lot of rain lately in the area, so I think they'll. Be All right, right. <laughs> you're not too okay. far from here, huh? Yeah, yeah. How far are you from this? Uh, from Dyersville, Iowa. I have I've driven to Dubuque, Iowa, many times in my life. I don't know the last time I've driven to, and it's 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 not far from uh, from uh, Dyersville, but uh, let me let me get the. Exact. I can't believe I spoiled that walk off for you. <laughs> it's okay. I would have been much more excited hey. with it. Yeah. I, you know, there was kind of some fun anticipation of knowing it was going to happen. You know what I mean? So yeah. that's, that's kind of cool. But yeah, thanks a lot. But um, three hours. I'm three hours from the Field of Dreams. Field. That's not bad. Never been there, though. I should, I should go, I guess. You know, Field of Dreams. I, I think it's a stupid movie. <laughs> that's, that's the other point. Is I, don't, like, I like the romanticism of this game being done in some random town, but that movie fucking stinks. So. Cornball movie. Can't <laughs> it's just stand a it. soapy Americana. Oh, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> Want to play catch with my dad? Have a catch, have a catch, Joe. That annoys me to the end of the day. Are you a play catch guy? Are you a play catch guy? Yeah, have a catch. What's with have a catch? I don't know. Play catch, right? Yeah, go play catch. Play catch. Yeah, I've always played play catch. catch. I've never had have a, catch. a catch. Hey, Dad, want to have a catch? He'd probably tell me to fucking get, get lost. It's, it's like people who call any glove a mitt. I hate that when people oh, are just glove. Like, yeah, my baseball mitt. I'm like, oh, you play first base? What? Oh, it's not a mitt. If you're a catcher. Or a first baseman. It's not a fucking mitt. It's a glove. Does that bother you as much as me? It, it uh, yeah, the mitt thing doesn't bother me as much, but uh... it's not a mitt. It's always people who don't know anything about. Like, like I hate that they call it a mitt. It's not a mitt. Oh, go get your mitt. I'm not a catcher. I'm a shortstop. <laughs> that, was that the position? I was a middle infielder. Yeah. Yeah, I, I bounce around. I don't use a mitt. I use a glove. I've used a mitt before. I've been, I was first base for a long time. So that's a mitt. Yeah. It was a mitt. It was good. Scoop. My scoops. Anyway. Proper terminology. <laughs> right, Jeez. Field of Dreams does stick. Uh, anyway. <laughs> but uh, let's, let's, let's wrap up the show here. We've got a few more things to talk about here. Uh, talk about some indies uh, in, in a bit. Oh, I will tell real quickly. I'm not going to go over match by match. Uh, AW this weekend. I went to Savages and Kings. It was a show that we previewed on last week's show. Uh, I said I did not love the card. It didn't look like a really inspiring card. Joe, a great show. A great show. A rich, great wow. special. Everything was good, uh, except with the lone exception of uh, Allison Kay and uh, Mel. Not uh, great. Well, <laughs> not, not great. Surprised. Not, not surprised. Uh, the longest eight minutes of my life. Uh, definitely one to, uh, to, to skip. It's, you, well, listen. Allison K. Mel, not exactly a Kira Hokuto versus <laughs> Banana Toyota. No, okay? certainly not Dream Slam. So, no. <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah not, not your Dream uh, Slam in event there. So, yeah, safely <laughs> skip uh, AK versus Mel. Uh, but everything else on the show was incredible. Shane Mercer was awesome. Uh, Jody Threat, Christy Janes, and Sky Blue had a really good three-way. 
uh, a match, brawled all over the crowd, really worked their asses off, really good stuff there. Uh, Rush Jones was there. He was incredible. Oh, my man Rush Jones. Yeah, it's so, so what they're doing with Rush Jones, as I mentioned, which is this just far out thing that they're doing with this guy, is so what he happens is he wrestles and he beats everybody. He looks like a million bucks. His manager says that he's the best. The announcers go, wow, this Rush Jones guy is really awesome. He's beating everybody. And then he beats everybody. And now everybody just chants for him and he's over his fuck. Oh, wow. It's, so- I, I, it's weird. I don't know how it's working, but it's just it's somehow working. The beat everybody look good and everybody puts you over thing is is it working again so there's a um i there's an insider term for that i believe it's called a push yeah yeah well, i think that's what they call that yeah um it's rare to see those these days <laughs> right it's just you know uh, we you think know. this guy is good so he's gonna win all of his matches and we're gonna tell everybody that he's good and then he's, he's just good so <laughs> yeah uh chef and jake something was awesome 12 minutes of just two bearded guys beating the fuck out of one another which is basically, AEW has just become a Haas promotion, and I'm definitely really here has. for it. Yeah, uh, Infamy versus Braden Lee and Jake Lander was 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 good. It was just kind of high flying uh, from from those two guys, but but some decent stuff there. Uh, Colt Cabana came back. He faced Larry D. wasn't great, but it was Colt. He was over as fuck. Uh, and then the main event was Eddie Kingston, who was a god in this building, uh, coming back. Matt Fitchett versus Fred Yehi and the returning Kurt Stallion, Stallion Rogers, awesome stuff here. Fitchett and Rogers just chopped the fuck out of each other. Yehi and, and Fitchett did great, uh, and Kingston was 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 throwing chops and throwing elbows like crazy. So, uh, really, really good stuff there. So, if you get a chance, I, I recommend everybody. Uh, replay is on Fight TV. I think it's also going to appear on AEW on demand uh, as well. Highly, highly recommend uh, Savages and Kings uh, from uh, from uh, AEW uh, AEW on eight seven. Uh, August 7th. So, uh, anyway, uh, some other indies that I watched as well. I watched the Scenic City Invitational, Joe, IWTV. Wow. Uh, as how, well. much you, time we, how much time do we have? We left? have about 20 minutes. We have about 20 minutes left to go. I will take you through this. Yeah, go ahead. We will time this out nicely because you saw the whole thing, correct? I saw – so, I saw all of the Scenic City tournament matches. I did not watch the non-tournament stuff just because I was, I was pressed for time. So Gotcha. I will take you through that. I watched the Scenic City Invitational live as I was cooking dinner and doing things around the house. So you paid way more attention than I did. I will jump in when appropriate, but uh, I think we'll take Rich through this one. So we can't go match by match because there's 9,000 matches in this thing. So night one, first round, there are eight first round matches. Uh, what were the standouts to you? Was First, let's, let, let me approach it this way. Anything in the notebook from night one? Uh, anything in the notebook from night one, I really, really liked. I don't know about notebook, but I really, really liked Daniel Garcia versus Graham Bell. Uh, I saw that match, and it was excellent. Yeah, Daniel Garcia. Good finish. Really good finish. Yeah, great finish. Daniel Garcia was just fucking awesome in this entire tournament. As he, I mean, he's fucking he's Daniel Garcia. He's just incredible. That is definitely, definitely one that I would say. I don't know if I'd put it in notebook, but maybe low, like three and three quarters or right at four. Uh, I would say so that that's definitely there. Uh, Alex Kane and one uh, one called Manders. If you like just big beefy dudes fucking beating the hell out of each other, that's pretty damn good uh, there. And the rest of the other stuff was really good. I don't. I wouldn't say notebook, but I would say kind of a rich crate special thing where everything was about three to three and a half to three and a quarter. Uh, so nothing truly bad, uh, and everything that that at least had me pretty excited. And, and, and let me and, throw and some questions up, so. at you. All right, let me throw some questions at you. How was Jeremy Wyatt Cabana? Oh, you know, I, for, I I glossed over that one was really good. That that was probably my second favorite next to Garcia and Graham Bell. 
I forgot about that one. Yeah, Cabana Man Dan and, and, and Wyatt went out there. They wrestled like a, like a very... It went like... I think it was the longest one of the first round, if I remember correctly. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was like 17 minutes or whatever. And it worked that that style, too. Cabana Man Dan trying to slow it down a little bit, kind of working a good style. But it was it was two professional wrestlers going out there and having a professional wrestling match. You know, the, the Brian Alvarez yeah. term. Oh, yeah. But, like, it worked. It did. Because it was like some of these other guys are just out there doing their stuff. And that's not to, you know, discredit any of these guys. But these guys just went out there and said, all right, we have X amount of minutes. Let's just go out there and wrestle. And they just wrestled. You know what I mean? They just counter to a counter, you know, built up to a moment, built up to a crescendo, you know, heat, you know, comeback, you know, that sort of stuff. It just, yeah, really, really good stuff from those guys. That, that I forgot about that one. That was my second favorite. Wyatt is so run. good. Yeah, he, he's awesome. And, and Commander Man Dan has, has really gotten great, too. Wyatt's wrestling Daniel Garcia for St. Louis Anarchy this weekend. Holy shit. Nice. And also on that show is Davey Richards versus Thomas Shire. Oh so. my god, I like Tom Shire. He was on the he I, I missed some of the AEW Alive, but he was on the I, he was on the match when I first got there. They taped uh so so Shire will be on AEW shows as well pretty soon. So he is so good and he is so different. He has size, he wrestles a unique style. I think he could have an excellent match with Davey Richards. I gotta get my hands on that show. Um after it happens. Okay, so that's night one. Uh, there were no real upsets. I'm looking at the results. I don't see anything I'd call an upset. <sighs> Not really. Yeah. AC Mack moving through. John Davis moving through fine. Daniel Garcia beating Graham Bell. Yeah. I, it was pretty chalk in the first round, I would say. I, I, I can't imagine. Yeah. I don't think there's anybody I would say here that, that I didn't think was going to move across to the first round. So, hey, uh, Logan Creed stinks. Right? Oh, my God. He's bad. Yeah. And not, not only good. was Logan Creed terrible here, he came back the next night as cruel. Yeah. And face Tank in a no-holds-barred match. That was fucking dreadful as well. So yeah, The MLW stuff is atrocious, and I I saw the John Davis match, and um, I just felt bad. He's embarrassing Davis. bad. Yeah, he's embarrassing he's bad. Not, he's not good. Okay, so night two, uh, the tournament stuff. So we have the uh, four semifinal matches. We had Kane versus Davis, AC Mack versus Jeremy Wyatt, Daniel Makabe versus Eric Royal. And Garcia versus Jaden Newman. What's the, what was the standout to you there? So the one that I really liked is AC Mack and Jeremy Wyatt. Uh, you can imagine both guys kind of oh, yeah. sort of submission ground, you know, mat based guys. AC Mack not as much, you know. Jeremy Wyatt a little bit more hard hitting and stuff like that. Uh, AC Mack a little bit more of kind of you know you know I don't know how to exactly describe his style. I wouldn't say fully mat based, but a guy that how can about, definitely. How about how about shit talker? How's uh, that definitely a shit talker too. Yeah, so that yeah. definitely yeah, a, a, a competent mat worker that shit talks the hell out of you. Yeah, that one definitely go out of your way to check that one out. Uh, and then Daniel, Daniel Garcia or Jaden Newman, I really liked as well. Jaden Newman kind of bouncing all over the place, doing all of his sort of stuff with Daniel Garcia, trying to take him down, take him down, take him down. But they're also told a story here where, where Garcia's starting to sell an injury as well. He's starting to sell his his leg and his neck, starting to kind of break down here in this tournament with Jaden Newman, you know, diving on him and doing some different things as well. So they told a really good story here where Garcia came in a little hurt. Uh, and they actually, I'll be honest, they told a really good story where all three of these guys came in hurt because AC Mack uh, in this match as well, I, I, I should point out, Jeremy Wyatt destroying his leg. Uh, as well. So AC Mack literally limping into the finals. Daniel Garcia kind of not necessarily limping, but sort of holding the neck, holding the back, like a little, you know, a little bit worse for his wear. And then Daniel Makabe coming in pretty fresh, but but having some pretty grueling matches here uh, in the semifinal. But yeah, Mack and Wyatt, I really, really liked. And Garcia and Newman, I, I, I liked as well. All right. So um, final four came down to Mack. Alex Kane, Daniel Garcia, Daniel Makabe. No real big surprises there, I would say. No, no, that's pretty. That's pretty much how I would have probably predicted it. And uh, maybe, maybe swap out Kane for someone, or but, but otherwise, pretty, pretty chalk there. And they do a four-way for the final. Mac finally wins himself 
and an SCI. Makabe, of course, his story was he had won one already. Garcia's whole deal was he's the hottest indie wrestler in the world. So how was this uh, four-way final? It was really good. Yeah, and it's it's tough with doing a four-way. It's, it's, it's always just kind of difficult. And, and I, I'm a person that obviously much prefers just singles matches, not really in love with multi-man matches. But I think they did a really good job of telling some some cool stories here. The good thing about it, too, is once they kind of eliminated guys, it, I would say it got better as guys got eliminated. Like, like you know, as it probably should with, with any sort of match like this. Yeah, yeah. So, when you know, when it was all four guys in there, they tried to be creative. They tried to do some spots. It definitely cleaned up a little bit when it was just AC Mack, Garcia, uh, and, and Makabe. And AC Mack and Garcia just throwing bombs at one another. I mean, it's really, really cool stuff. Just hitting the hell out of each other. Just these spinning fists at one another. Just really, really good stuff there. And AC Mack uh, eliminates Garcia. Yeah, and then it really got going here for the last, I don't know, seven or eight minutes here when it was AC Mack versus Makabe. Uh, Makabe obviously won the last SCI. AC Mack lost to him in the finals in the last SCI. So just a really cool story here where Mack is just not going to go down. He's not going to die. And that's what the whole story was. Makabe, who, who's obviously very proficient in submissions, very proficient in Mack game, is just working on AC Mack's knee and working on his knee and working on his leg. And Mack just will not give up, will not give up, will not give up. And then finally wins it and the crowd just explodes. Just a really cool story here to see him see it all the way through uh, and, 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 and win it. You know, despite the knee injury, despite facing the guy that beat him last time, despite facing the, facing the submission master, I mean, they did a really, really good job here with that final story. So I would definitely, definitely recommend watching this four-way and definitely get ready for, for the last few minutes of the match with Mack and, 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 and Makabe, which I thought really stood out uh, and, and was some tremendous stuff uh, as well from those guys. And AC Mack cuts a great promo afterwards, challenges the winner of, of Wheeler Utah and Daniel Garcia. So some, some, some good stuff after that as well. But yeah, cool moment. Uh, really cool tournament. I won't say that there's any, like, there wasn't, like, match of the year contenders on this tournament whatsoever, but a real solid, easy watch. Like, that night one is a breeze to watch, and night two was, was you know, especially I only watched the tournament matches from night two, uh, but a really breezy watch as well. I mean, nothing, really cool story, you know, good, simple stories, good, simple wrestling, like, just not overthinking it, not overbooking it. Guy goes in there, beats the other guy, moves on in a tournament. It's, 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 it's pretty simple stuff, and, and, and they're making it work there, so. All right, so I should I should plug as well. Uh, we have an extensive review up at VoicesWrestling.com as well. Andy Labar did a review for us there. At the preview was great too. I saw the preview. Yeah, the preview was was, was him, uh, John, and Paul who who went in there yeah. and previewed every. So I would definitely recommend if you're jump if you're like, hey, I have no idea what the Scenic City is. If you're an independent wrestling TV subscriber, you can watch it now. It's all available. Read the preview first. Know what's going on. Know who everybody is going in. Know everyone's motivations. Who the predictions are. Who or who's going to win. Then watch it, read the review, you're good to go. We covered it better than anybody else, I, I would say, for sure. Uh, between Andy, Paul, and John, and, and Andy doing the review, nobody else covered the SCI as, as good as we did here on this website. So, John and Paul, what are they, the fucking Beatles? <laughs> Andy, John, and Paul. <laughs> yeah, the fucking apostles, John and Paul. Fucking... Um, okay, so uh, IWTV 100, this is where Rich steps out and I step in because I saw... We, should, we really should have played. Uh, we should have played headstrong. This is this is a bounce in, but that's all right. That's fine. Yeah, kind of, sort of. But we, we got to do Noah, so it wouldn't have. That's true. It wouldn't have worked. Yeah, it wasn't an official bounce. But go ahead. So uh, we will get to those Noah N one blocks. So we'll. Run yeah, I know you're waiting. I know everybody is waiting. We are going to get them. Do not worry. Well, Rich just fucking hates Noah now. So as you can see, <laughs> but it's it gets end. shoved yeah, to the third can't... hour without question. Like, well, well look at the, Wait till we talk about these blocks. You'll tell you why I hate Noah. Yeah, Jesus. Oh, I'm now I'm excited because I'm waiting for Rich's burials. Uh, IWTV 100, which was uh, the next day, they kind of had a triple header. This is the same group of guys, same promoters, the whole deal. So um, I jumped in. I did not see the first three matches, but I jumped in at Mikowski Koo and saw the rest of it. 
I will say the Mikowski coup was fucking awesome. This ruled for a sub 10 minute match. It's exactly what you want. Matt Mikowski is everything I want a pro wrestler right now with my current tastes. No nonsense. I want to beat you up. Um, he's got this great leaping arm bar finish. He's been doing, he's been doing tremendous work a bit under the radar and Koo has now been in two of my favorite indie matches of the year because I absolutely loved that Kevin Koo Daniel Garcia match from WrestleMania weekend. And uh, this was a different kind of match. Obviously that was more of a main event style, you know, uh, match at WrestleMania. This was a sub 10 minute fucking, I don't even know if you'd call it a sprint. It was just, it, it was just great and well worth your time. Um, the rest of the stuff here was basically what it looks like on paper. Okay. So, uh, we don't have time to go through everything, but I really don't have anything to add about the other three matches other than the uh, other four matches, other than the main event. It's all what you would expect on paper from those other uh, three matches that I'm going to skip over here. But um, I did like that the mixed tag with Statlander and Orange Cassidy versus Moriarty and Trisha Dora. I like how it was strict intergender rules, man versus man. Oh, I like it. They tagged woman. out. Yeah, you had to tag out when the man got in. Yeah, that's okay. I like and that. And it got heat. They were booing. Let them fight. And I was just like, this is tremendous. This is tremendous. Just, uh, just the old school fucking man versus man, woman versus woman. But uh, the match wasn't any good. So... Well, I should, it was fine. You know what I mean? Like, it's nothing I'm going to tell you you need to go see. But uh, let's just skip to the main event here. This is the match everyone's talking about. They talked about it on Dynamite, the one-hour time limit draw. Wheeler, Utah, Daniel Garcia. Uh, people are raving about this. I'm seeing uh, match of the year contender reviews for this. I got to tell you, I didn't think it was that great. Um, I, I don't mean to be a buzzkill. Now, I, I don't think it was a bad match. And I think it was a pretty good match. I cannot call this a great match. And, um, you know, I know that might upset some people or whatever, but this had a great opening 12 to 15 minutes where I was even tweeting out superlatives and talking about how great it was. Then it had a tremendous closing stretch, but the entire middle portion was just a whole lot of nothing. And I felt like they were struggling to fill the time. I just was not digging the middle portion of this. And, um, I know we were talking about it in real time in our in our Voices of Wrestling Slack chat because we had probably had about a half a dozen people that were watching it, and uh, most of them shared the same opinion. I mean, they just it felt like they ran out of ideas. Uh, you know, there were points in the match where it was obvious to me they ran out of ideas and were trying to hit the reset button. And um, the work here was great throughout, but I, I, I feel like – and this leads me to a larger point I want to make. I think it's time – to stop trying to flex our muscles on the indies and work these one-hour matches. Yeah, how many we've done there. these a lot over the last year or two. Like we got to maybe reel it in a bit. It's a challenge even for the greatest wrestlers in the world. I mean, to be quite honest, I think it's time to reel it in and just go out there and have the best twenty-five minute match we can have. Is there really anything wrong with that? Um, you know, it, it's we've seen so many examples of this. I mean, even. Uh, the Wheeler Utah Lee Moriarty match at Beyond. Did you watch that one? I have not. No, I haven't seen that one. Again, I mean, it just, you know, I, I don't want to be too hard on these guys, but it wasn't great. I mean, it, they just had trouble filling the time. You can go back to the uh, 24 hour gimmick during the heart of the pandemic with, uh, um, with Deppin versus Jordan Oliver. Now, 
you know, and they went like, what was it? Two? They might have went two hours. Didn't they do a gimmick where they? Yeah, went? I forget. It was. I think it was two hours. Yeah, because they did an hour and they said, "Let's do it again." I don't know if it was a full another hour. I forget if it was another thirty minutes or something like that. But it's it's been. It I sat through that whole match and it fucking that one flat out stunk. It was horrible. You know, you can't have a good match that goes that long. And Jordan Oliver is the last person I'd put in that position. I mean, I know I, it seems like I pick on the guy a lot, but I mean, come on. That was overly ambitious for anyone, let alone. Isn't there that famous story of, uh, I think it's Brian Danielson in about 2004 or five? Yeah, with Austin Aries, right? Yes. And they were like, we're going to do two hours. And then about 20 minutes in, they said, fuck that. We can't do that. <laughs> right. This is going to suck. Let's not do that. Yeah. And you're talking about Brian Danielson and Austin Aries. Yeah. In like 2006 or 2005 or whatever, yeah. when they're in the top of their game. Yeah. Right. Two of the greatest wrestlers of the generation. And you can't, I mean, look, and this is no disrespect to Andy. Look, Jordan Oliver has no business going 60, let alone 120. Tony Deppin's a nice wrestler. You can't fill the time. I mean, we've seen these matches, and, and you know, it's just, can we just go out there and have a nice 25-minute main event match? I mean, I mean, can we just do that, please, and have the best match possible and stop trying to flex our muscles here? And, and you know, and, and you know, like we're Dory Funk Jr. and fucking Jack Briscoe, okay? Those matches weren't any good either. Yeah, but, they fucking stuck too. But, yeah, but they like, just, and they just lay down most of the time anyway, so it doesn't, yeah. It wasn't but, bad. I mean, I mean, come on. I You know, so it's like, I'm not, again. I don't think the match was bad. You know, if I had to throw a star rating on it, it was a nice little three and a half star match. And there's nothing wrong with that. But you made me sit through 60 minutes. And at times it was hard to watch because they really struggled to fill the time. And there was no connective tissue in this match. Okay. If they were telling a bell to bell story here, someone needs to explain it to me because it was lost on me. And I feel like I know what I'm watching. And I feel like I'm pretty good at this. And I didn't pick up on the story they were telling. So that's a problem if you're trying to engage me for 60 minutes. No problem with the work itself mechanically. Great closing stretch. Great opening 15. And then it became obvious they were going 60. That's another problem. And let me tell you something. If you just think I'm picking on these. these, Look, I was in Edison, New Jersey for Samoa Joe and Brian Danielson. And I knew within five minutes that they were going the the full-time limit. And I hated that match. Hated it. Two of the greatest of all time. Yeah, you're pretty much on record. I think the only super long match that you loved was Fred Yehi and, and Jeremy Wyatt, and you loved that match. I mean, I forget. Yehi, you, you... Jeremy, Fred Yehi, Jeremy Wyatt was a legitimate five-star match. Yeah, because I forget where you put it in your match of the year, but that that might be Top like – Top 10 match of the year. Yeah, somewhere in there. But Top for... five, really, I think. I, I think it was. I think it was. It might have been fifth or fourth or somewhere there. But They yeah. told a story from bell to bell and never wasted my time. Not for a second of that match. And the work was great, as you would expect out of those two. Okada Omega. Well, they're two of the greatest wrestlers of all time. They can wrestle 70 minutes every night because Omega's a fucking genius. I know some people don't like to hear that, but he is. Again, yeah, not Joe, a waste I of time. I think he sucks, Joe. So what do you think about that? I'm just kidding. Obviously. So it's like, I- I'm not completely opposed to a long match. That you know, There's long matches that of recent vintage that have worked for me and worked for me big time. You know? Um, and again, I didn't think this was a bad match. I don't want people to think I'm saying it's a bad match, but um, I, I match at a year level. No, no, there was too much empty time here. And um, I think that they might tell you that themselves. I mean, you know, but by the way, this match went, but look, I hear the building was like over a hundred degrees and, you know, look, I get all that and, and that's admirable, but maybe it's time to pump the brakes on this fucking 
let's go 60-minute stuff, and why don't we just go out there and have the best 20-minute match we can have? I, I, that's my little soapbox for today. So um, I guess we can move on to Noah because you didn't see any of this. Yeah, didn't see it. But uh, we're a little bit over time, but we'll, we'll, we'll give Noah in there. We're not going to do an overrun for Noah, so that's fine. Go ahead. All right, so the N1 blocks. We got four blocks this year, four men each, and we'll go through these blocks. Block A, Takashi Segura, Keito Kiyomiya, Manabu Soya, and Muto. Obviously, what jumps out of you? We're getting Muto Kiyomiya three. Um, is he going to beat this kid again? Uh, probably, yeah. Or um, well, right now Muto's uh, got some uh, got a COVID issue right now. It looks like he was in close contact with somebody, so uh, he's out for the weekend show. So who knows? But uh, uh, yeah, probably right. he'll be all right in a month. Yeah, I'll probably beat him again. Sure. And I then mean, people will tell us, no, <laughs> Kiyomiya needs more time. It's just more time. Then he'll get him, or he'll drop like this. You know, he'll drop this match, and then all everybody will say, "Oh, there you go." Like, there's no way. Like, either way, it doesn't. It's not gonna matter. Who cares? You want to wind up Krejci? Just talk about. Just talk about Noah. That's and you'll wind up Krejci. Um, <laughs> Look like shit. So that's I don't even think it matters if Kiyomiya beats. Him yeah, this time. we're past that like, point. It doesn't matter anymore. Yeah, you know. So, uh, B block. Kano. Do you remember Daike Inaba, Rich? I do. Inaba. Uh Masaki Mochizuki, who has been. I mean, he just fits like a glove here in, in Noah. And uh, Murakami had to pull out with some kind of hokey injury. So Good. Because uh, this block's so much better now. <laughs> I mean, whoever this next yeah. guy, whoever this next, I was literally going to say whoever this, because I forgot that this was his spot. And my notes are, unless, unless it's Murakami, whoever replaces this, it's going to be the best block of all these blocks. I forget that this was his spot. Once again, you want to wind Rich up, just talk about <laughs> he Noah. He stinks. Does he not stink? I mean, he would have been different. Uh, I don't want different. I, there's enough different. We'll talk about some of these other blocks. I got different in these other blocks. I just want a good block. I want a block of good wrestlers. And this block you is. You don't have to worry about Murakami. He's uh, yeah. out of commission. Here's the problem, though, Rich. I'm looking at these blocks, and I think there's a good chance that Tanaguchi could be the replacement because he ain't in this thing. Yeah. And I'd uh, rather have Murakami if I'm being. <laughs> yeah, at least, yeah, at least it's more funny. It'd be than, interesting. Yeah, yeah right? that's true. And that's true. That's true. Tanaguchi, who, okay. I mean. I don't know. Mur- especially in this block. See, Murakami could have had interesting matches with Kano and Mochizuki. Because Kano will mix it up with him. And Mochizuki will mix it up with him. I'm not... Rich is no-selling this. <laughs> it's not selling me. I, I, I will admit. All right. I, I'm excited to you see tried, You tried. You tried. I'd rather just see a good wrestler in there and then uh, see all these guys wrestle a good wrestler. I think, so. All right. Uh, for the record, I think Murakami may have been interesting just because of the layout of the block. Sure. And yeah. No, that's no. important for him because you can't put him in there with... Sir- anyway, C-block. This is probably, I'm going to guess, the block you like the most. Nakajima, Sakuraba, uh, Katero Suzuki, and Masato Tanaka. Yeah, that's good. Sakuraba's been pretty fun. Uh, he's been putting some effort in. Hopefully he continues that. Nakajima rules, Suzuki rules, and Masato Tanaka rules. So, yeah, that's an awesome block. Yeah, that on paper is a uh, really good block. Depending who they put in as the replacement for B block, you know, I think it's between those two blocks for the best block. But I'm leaning C until I see who they put in there for the B block. And the D block, Masakamiya. <laughs> oh, you already don't like this one, huh? Well, All right. I mean, good God. All right. Yeah, go ahead. Well, let's run them down. Masakitamiya, Akatoshi Saito, Masakatsu motherfucking Funaki, 
and Kazuyuki Fujita. Yeah, that block fucking <laughs> Good God. I can't even pretend. I Can can't you even imagine pretend. the Saito-Fujita match? Oh, man. The age of this block is like 217. Yeah, Masakitsumi as the super worker of uh, your block does not inspire much confidence for me as the as the glue that's going to keep this whole thing together. I, I don't know about that. So You know, Fudaki hasn't looked bad in his small dose. He no, he's, he's fine. He's fine. He... Like, uh, if Funaki was that TBA in that B block, that'd be awesome. Like, that'd be oh, some really good stuff. Oh, he would fit so well in that right, block, right? Right, right. But, like, in this block, it's like, I don't know. I mean. Akatoshi Saito's useless. <laughs> right. I mean, come on. Um, Fujita. We're not Fujita guys. Yeah, I mean, that's a bad block. I can't see a lot of good. Look, there'll be a, you know what? There might be a match or two out of that block that surprises because they just stiff each other. Yeah, right, minutes. right, right. You know what I mean? Um. But yeah, night in, night out, that's not my block of choice. Definitely not. I'd have to go with C. Um, A block is intriguing because the matchups are intriguing. And then B block could be real interesting if there's a cool name. But I have a feeling it's going to be Tanaguchi. It's too odd. Like he's there. He's a mainstay of the roster. Right. Everybody knows how to work him. He's, yeah. Yeah. Just slide him in. He can lose every match if you want him to do that. Um, and it doesn't matter at all. So he seems like the obvious replacement. But the fact he wasn't in this at all, maybe th- he won't. You know what I mean? Maybe there's a reason he's not in it at all. So I don't know. But we keep an eye on that. And that starts on September 12th. And yes, I will force Rich to watch a lot of this stuff and talk about it since I know he's. Uh, <laughs> you want to get me all wound up? You might just stuff. refuse. You might. Just I might just flat out out. refuse. Yeah, we'll, no, we'll see how it goes. It. Yeah. yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Um, I mean, the problem is it might be hard to watch Noah, you know, wrapping up our, our discussion here. It's, it might be hard to watch Noah moving forward. So that sucks. Uh, that's, I mean, you know, you can pay for Noah though. Yeah. I'm not going to pay for their shit. You're so. not that's why I always wanted to, that's why, that's what real hero gave us. I'm willing to pay to for pay all for Japan. Noah. I'm willing to pay for new Japan. I'm willing to pay for some other stuff. There's some companies that I don't, I don't really want to pay for. So, you know. Yeah, that's what he was there for. Uh, we mentioned the outpouring of support that people were going to get as we kind of wrap up and go full circle. Yes. We said it's not only just us and podcasters; it's wrestlers. The first you have Ricky Starks, David Boy Smith Jr., Chris Hero, Jonah Rock. Like they're all just saying, "Oh my yeah. god, I just talked to him last week." I just because like these guys, and that's the thing that would happen too is these guys would say, "Hey, I haven't watched No in a while. What should I watch?" And they'd get a whole list of matches from this guy. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Like David Boy Smith Jr. would say, "Hey, I want to go back and watch. I'm I'm going to No again for a tour." You know. Show me these guys. I'm facing these guys on this. You know, like Jonah Rock gets released from WWE and probably goes, "All right, fuck, I got time now. Let me go study. Let me go watch some stuff." He calls him. You know what I mean? That that's yep. that's the impact that he had, and not and not just us, but but wrestlers as well. A bigger, probably a bigger impact on them than he has us. Those guys are learning. You know what I mean? We're just idiots watching it and talking about it. Those guys are learning and and applying what they're watching. You know, from him. So yeah, just a, just a yeah. Let's wrap it up full circle there with uh, with Real Hero. But anyway, that is it uh, for us. As we said, MyBookie, MyBookie.ag, promo code VOICES uh, to get a deposit up to $1,000. Deposit match up to $1,000. Uh, and that, uh, oh, by the way, if you're going to watch Triple Mania again, VoicesOfWrestling.com slash Express. Uh, you can live in any of those towns in Mexico that we mentioned. You can live in any town in Mexico you want, and you'll be able to watch Triple Mania uh, there for sure. Definitely want to check out VoicesOfWrestling.com. Uh, wrestling, wrestling, fuck, it's very late night. Voices of Wrestling.com slash Discord as well at Voices Wrestling on Twitter. Uh, that's it for us. So for Joe Lanza, I'm Rich Krejci. We'll talk to you next time on the Voice of Wrestling flagship.